have both Jessica and Ashley Simpson together. Jessica Simpson. I belong to me. Simpson and Nick Lachey. All you newlywed couples out there, can you imagine allowing a camera crew to follow you around day and night? Is this chicken what I have or is this fish? Hey, what's up? I'm Ashley Simpson. Please welcome Ashley Simpson. Coming up, Ashley Simpson right here on the VIP. With Ashley Simpson, I'm so excited. She said, I want to be a role model to girls. Now it's time to take a peek into the lives of the Simpson sisters, Jessica and Ashley. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Ashley and Jessica cast. I'm your host, Leah. And I'm your host, Jolie. This week we have an episode with the name Nick in the title. Not sure why. Especially since he's doing a whole lot of nothing. (laughs) Yeah, but that's okay. There's actually a lot to talk about in this episode, I feel like. There is. So much. But first we're going to get into, as we always do, a news segment about what's currently going on with Jessica and Ashley. You're going to love this, Jolie, because Jolie is a dessert beauty super fan. I love it. <laughs> they need to bring it back already. <laughs> there were two articles about Dessert Beauty this week. And I was like, is it some kind of anniversary of it? But no, we just talked about how she launched it in January and it is now March. <laughs> if anyone listening to this further in the future doesn't realize. And uh, I don't know why, but I guess these people are on our level because they decided to publish new articles about it. One of them is from Showbiz Cheat Sheet and was written by Astrid Waters. And it says... The early 2000s were full of questionable fashion decisions, and Simpson was determined to extend that weirdness to cosmetics. (laughs) Dessert Beauty hit shelves in 2004, offering fragrances, body creams, and mists that could double as snacks. Although many respected the novelty of the products, the complaints they received were as bizarre as the goods themselves. Bustle fondly recalled, (laughs) this killed me, one customer reporting that they were followed everywhere by bees. Oh, wow. Did that happen to your sister? (laughs) I don't know. I'll ask her, but I know sometimes when I wear like certain fragrances or lotions, if it has like a sweeter scent, I guess is the best way to explain it. I notice I attract bees more. So Mm -hmm. it it makes sense to be, yeah, something that was in the products. It's so funny how nature is just totally indifferent to what's, they smell something, even though it's artificial and it smells like what they're attracted to, which I don't know exactly what that would be, but I wonder if, like, I would like to read the list of ingredients and see. Right, but, what is causing that? Yeah. It says the brand also received flack for creating hypersexualized advertisements for products targeting children, according to InStyle. Despite all of these exciting challenges, the true downfall of Dessert Beauty was much less interesting. The company had succeeded enough to earn its manufacturers $1 million in profits. Unfortunately, Dessert failed to hand over 20% of those earnings. A fierce legal battle, coinciding with relationship drama for Simpson, led to the company, instability, and eventually collapse. So did you know that? I didn't know that. No, I had no idea. The next article actually gives a little bit more detail on that. I guess that their manufacturers (laughs) expected 
over 20% of this $1 million and the creators of dessert decided not to hand that over. Not Jessica. And no shade to her at all, but I feel like this project for her, it wasn't like I'm putting my heart and soul into this, you know? It was like she wanted to do a cute little line of stuff and she was really more just the face of it, you know? Yeah. It's not like how she's so invested in her clothing line. Like, that's completely different. Exactly. I feel like she would have done an episode on newlyweds where she was, like, planning it all and, you know, trying to come up with what sense that she wanted and everything. I remember in For the Record, they are, like, letting Britney smell certain scents to decide on what her next fragrance is going to be. Even something like that where they didn't even show Jessica doing something like that where she's like, oh, I like the orange one instead of the berry one or what, you know what I mean? I think that they literally just created this shit and then (laughs) they were like, okay, Nick, lick it off her, (laughs) you know? Just like for the reason, like like you said, they we didn't see a lot of it being shown during newlyweds. It's just kind of like, oh, Jessica shooting the promo photos for dessert. And like, that was kind of it. That whole process is interesting. And we didn't really see any of that. So obviously, I mean, all these years later, Jessica's been in business for so long. And as far as I know, there's never been any kind of scandal or her not paying people or any crazy stuff like that. So I completely believe the statement that they put out, which actually is in this next article that I'll read. So Pop Crush also decided to write about this. The author of this article, I couldn't find a name. So if you're listening, just let us know and we'll shout you out on the next one. It says, what happened to Jessica Simpson's edible dessert beauty products line? So if someone was telling me this, I would be like, okay, I'm going to stop you because (laughs) I think it's unfortunate that people kept calling it edible because it's not jessica would always say it's lickable and it's kissable and that's true i mean basically any lotion or perfume when it's on your skin and someone you know in the heat of passion is licking you or you know kissing you um they're not gonna die from this or people would be dying every day right they're not gonna get sick And so this really was just a gimmick. Like maybe it had a little bit less chemicals in it or whatever, but it's not like you could really eat it. Like in that David Letterman clip, when he eats it off her hand, that's obviously a huge exaggeration and nobody wants you to do that. No one's expecting you to do that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. You're not baking with the body butters or whatever it was. Yeah. It's more of a gift for your spouse because your boyfriend or girlfriend or your gender non-conforming spouse is kissing you they might get a taste of like that chemically taste like you know how sometimes when you spray your perfume and some of it gets in your mouth and you're like yeah that was the whole point of dessert if you taste it it's not going to taste bad it tastes good right it was just supposed to be more something like quirky and like just fun rather than like just what you've been saying like you're not supposed to just ingest large quantities of it right (laughs) so if you were doing that why exactly (laughs) unless unless you're a child or david letterman you really have no excuse exactly (laughs) (laughs) okay so it says in 2004 the pop star changed the beauty industry when she released dessert now no offense to jessica i i really don't think this changed the beauty industry am i wrong or no i agree with that because if that was the case one the company would have lasted a lot longer than it did and she would have seen like copycat companies exactly it would have been estee lauder and l'oreal and mark jacobs they're all putting out fragrance that does not taste like a chemical when you ingest or when you when it gets on your tongue or whatever right 
It says, it's reportedly the first ever line of kissable and tasteable beauty products. Now, that was in quotes because that's probably literally what Jessica said, you know, not edible. Right. It included lip gloss, body cream, fragrances, hair and body mist, shampoo, and body wash. I didn't know that there was shampoo. That's bizarre to me. Why? Yeah, I didn't know about that either. So if someone licks your hair, they're going to be fine? I don't know. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure the, the goal of this was to eventually, like, it would do so well that they would be like, okay, we're just expanding it into all kinds of products. It'll still smell like a cupcake, but it's not really edible shampoo or whatever. Right. And the thing is, there's really no, I mean, I don't need my shampoo to be edible. I'm fine with, you know, Uber Eats. Like, I don't, don't <laughs> need to be in the shower, like, tasting it. So it says, dessert girls are full of sweetness and desire, and they don't mind getting their hair a little messed up in the name of seduction. The original press release read, sexy girls want a taste. Interesting. I get how they were saying that this isn't good for children. But also Jessica's of no obligation to market only to children. She was probably trying to, you know, she's married now. She's got a lot going for her. It's not just, oh, I'm a teen pop star. I mean, I don't think she really had to stay in the lane of children, especially because Newlyweds wasn't like, yeah, we were kids. But I feel like people around Jessica's age, too, were into Newlyweds. You know what I mean? Yeah, because it's it's not like she was Hannah Montana and it's marketed towards kids. Like, yes, she had some fans who are younger, but that wasn't the majority of her demographic. You know, like she's not making music for children. So if a child is eating this, that's on the parents. Like, why are you not watching your kid? Yeah, that's what I always like as I got older and I was thinking about all of this pop star stuff with the sexuality and and their bad role models or whatever. I was like, I was obsessed with all these girls. And my mom was like, okay, you can't wear that. Go change. I mean, (laughs) that's it. You know, I mean, it's really the parent's responsibility to tell your daughter, okay, I'm going to buy you this whipped body butter, but you know, Kyle can't lick it off you when he comes over. I mean, that's... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's not hard. Although the target audience for Simpsons' since-discontinued line of scented and flavored products consisted of young girls, the product marketing was hypersexualized. So I don't know that the target audience was young girls. I think it was like, yeah, some younger girls, but also like just women that want like a flirty fun. Like not every woman is like, oh, I want a sophisticated... Chanel number five, you know? Right. It was just for fun. I think it fit with Jessica's image at the time where she was like this bubbly, you know, oh, I love shopping and I'm, you know, don't know what this can, what's in this can of food, you know? (laughs) Like, right, exactly. This was just fun, flirty, kind of lighthearted. It wasn't supposed to be like the serious ad campaign for this multi million dollar fragrance deal that she had. Like, because I think they sold this in like Macy's, but it's not like it was exclusively sold at Sephora or something like that. Right. It actually, the main retailer, I didn't know this, was Walgreens. Oh, wow. Yeah. It says the brand included product titles such as Trya My Papaya. <laughs> didn't know about that one. And delicious, kissable, hot body topping. While directions for products such as the 8-ounce whipped body cream with candy sprinkles instructed, slather it on yourself or a friend to be completely smoochable and delectable. Now, I don't think that's hypersexualized. No, that's just saying like for kisses or like when you say something's delectable, I mean, that's more so describing the scent rather than the, the literal taste of the product. Yeah, like if you're talking about food, then yeah. But like if you're talking about 
whipped body cream with candy sprinkles. <laughs> right. It's not like a lather it on your body and lick it off for enhanced X, Y, and Z. Like, right. It doesn't say like call the boy at your school to come to your swim meet and afterwards slather on this. I don't right. Know what Smell I'm like chlorine and toffee. Like, no, <laughs> that's not what's going on here, guys. Oh my God. That should be our, when the Ashley and Jessica explodes, that should be our, <laughs> our line chlorine and toffee <laughs> our first fragrance <laughs> got it yes yeah, so sexy so kissable um nick Lachey told ryan seacrest they're very sensual products i was fortunate enough to be able to taste test all right nick let's move on despite right. the popularity and success of the lickable products dessert stopped production in 2006 after some not so delectable lawsuits in November 2004, a cosmetics manufacturing company called Cosmojet sued Simpson, Dessert Beauty, Inc., and Sephora, claiming they were owed $200,000 for products that Cosmojet had already manufactured. According to People, a rep for Simpson said, Jessica Simpson is a spokesperson for dessert products and has no involvement in the day-to-day -day operation of the company's business. Ms. Simpson has no knowledge whether Cosmojet's claim has any basis, nor does she have any responsibility for the company's accounting and billing procedures or payment obligations. The spokesperson further added, Ms. Simpson does intend to vigorously dispute Cosmojet's meritless claims against her and to take legal action against Cosmojet for involving her in this matter. So I guess her image of being an airhead really helped out this situation because they're basically like, she doesn't know what the fuck is going on, so exactly. don't blame her. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, even when Ashley does candies, let's say the clothing was, like, really cheap and poorly made and, like, ill-fitting for most bodies, you can't go after Ashley and be like, oh, well, your clothes sucked. It's like, no, she was the face of the brand at the time. Exactly. Things of this nature happen all the time. And uh, I thought the second part was a little intense. She intends to vigorously, vigorously dispute the claims against her and take legal action against them for involving her in this matter. Like, as much as I do believe Jessica was innocent in this, it, it makes sense that they would involve her in it some way. Like, they want to get press, too. You know, they want people to know if they really were shorted. Who knows? I mean, I have no idea if they were or not. I'm thinking that they probably were because why would you sever your relationship with this brand unless you really were owed money? I mean, I'm sure people do things like this. I don't know anything about the manufacturing world of cosmetics, but I hope this wasn't a, too much of a bother to her and her lawyers just handled it. I mean, they probably just settled, but if it really was this bigger malicious case they would have tried to keep it going mm -hmm. it says by 2006 another lawsuit was launched regarding the title of one of the products mara fox guitarist and creator of a fragrance line called love potion filed a lawsuit for the brand's use of the term love potion but ultimately lost yeah because you didn't invent the term love potion oh no, goodness unless she's like a witch from the 16th century she did not invent that title no, that's like trying to go after Victoria's Secret for love spell. Like, there's so many different... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hate when people try to market something that's not really... Or they try to copyright something that's just a term. Even Kylie, like, she tried to trademark Kylie and Kylie Minogue stopped her, which is everything. Yeah, she's like, oh, well, no, girl. She's like, no, girl. I need to market products too, okay, bitch? I've been around so many, <laughs> so many more years than you. Like, obviously, she should copyright Kylie Jenner. But Kylie is the name of so many people in the world, you know? 
Yeah, or like when she tried to copyright Rise and Shine after her video went viral. And I was just like, why are you like this? Disney tried to do that a while ago before Coco came out. They were trying to trademark Dia de de los Muertos. No. And it's like, how are you going to try and copyright an entire culture's holiday? Those are even better examples than her just copywriting her name. That's insane to me. (laughs) Yeah, I I read that. I was like, this isn't going to pass. I'm not sweating it, but I was like, that's just rude for real once people start making a lot of money i feel like they're just like i have to protect everything and it's just like will you calm down have you heard that j-lo insured her ass and like mariah insured her legs and stuff like that like i understand a model doing it because literally if you're a runway model that's how you make most of your income and you break your leg or something and you're out of work for three months that makes sense to me but like Mariah can sing sitting on a stool, you know what I mean? Exactly. It's like, why, again, why are we doing this? For what? I don't know. Uh, The last part (laughs) says, in less publicized scandals involving the brand, one customer allegedly got a yeast infection from using the butterscotch toffee body wash. And then the other, they mentioned the bees as well, which it says that the the one that attracted the bees was the deliciously kissable belly button love potion fragrance. Oh, I'm sorry. A what? The what belly is that? Button? It's a fragrance for your belly button? But like, who's sniffing your belly button? Nick apparently is a big belly button sniffer. So. Weirdo. Exposed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's so many words for one title of something. Yeah, that's a little much, but... That's the revival of Dessert Beauty, and as we said last week, there's a lot of them on eBay if anyone's interested. If they were cheaper, I would buy one just to kind of put on my shelf next to my fancy, you know, which, oh my gosh, I got the um, the Fancy Love Body Spray. Tell me more. From Walgreens. I love it. I did a poll on our Instagram, actually, which one do you like better, Fancy or Fancy Love? And I told people that if you if you don't know, just go to Walgreens because they have, some Walgreens have the perfumes locked in the case and some of them just have the body sprays. But I just bought the big Fancy Forever actual like perfume. So I was like, I don't want to buy another one right now. And if I buy another one, I'm probably going to get Fiend. But I got the body spray of Fancy Love and I think it smells so much better than Fancy. I didn't really, like I didn't know the difference between them until I tested them both. And Fancy, I was like, this is fine, but I wouldn't really, like it wouldn't be the one that I would pick for my own taste. But Fancy Love, oh my God, I've been spraying it all the time. I have it right here. (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, when I see your face (laughs) in person, you could spray it. Okay, that sounds good. Yeah. So yeah, if I had money to burn, maybe I would spend $50 on a fragrance I can't use anymore. But (laughs) as of now, I'm going to pass. But yeah, if you guys want to pick up some dessert beauty, you still can on eBay. I mean, it'd be a good collector's item. Honestly, yes. And if it's, I wonder, like, is the value only going to increase? Like, is it, are the value of these high right now because the 2000s are back? Or is it just... Jessica obviously has a lot of fans. I don't know. I mean, I don't know why someone would think that they can charge $50 for one bottle of something that cost originally, like, I don't know, $8.99. It definitely has to be because it's a collector's item. Yeah. If they're charging that much, they must have seen that other ones are selling for that much. You know what I mean? So let us know if you end up buying any dessert beauty. We would love to um, help you out if you get a rash and (laughs) recommend some cortisone. Anyway. (laughs) 
that was really it. There wasn't a lot of news, but I just want to say that there was this article by Lana Jensen for Screen Rant, and it said 10 2000s reality shows that are so overrated. And it was a picture of Nick and Jessica and then Paris and Nicole and some other reality stars. And I was like, you know what? Even though this is rude, I'm going to read it because I want to know why, like, what's her argument for why these are overrated? Because Honestly, like outside of me being a fan of Jessica, like I'm not a particularly huge fan of Paris and Nicole, but I freaking loved The Simple Life and, yeah. you know, I like them. And I loved Paris's documentary and what happened to her is so horrible and, and all that. Like I have nothing against either of them, but I'm not a super fan like I am with Jessica. So like looking at that show objectively, it was very entertaining. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I read it and this woman gave no opinions she literally just listed 10 shows and she didn't explain why at all like she had absolutely no argument and I'm like girl were you just forced to publish something at the last minute because that's what it sounds like literally like she just would explain what the show was and then she said like oh you know Simpson had this uh airhead personality but she didn't say that was harmful because young girls looked up so like she didn't say anything like that it was just yeah these were overrated and I'm like girl you need to listen to the Ashley and Jessica cast because you will gain some insight either way <laughs> we will open your eyes to things you did not think of before <laughs> Ashley news, nothing going on. The only thing I saw was that Evan and Ashley went out for a meal in LA. They were walking around wearing masks, being the responsible people that they are. Evan wore his typical huge black hat. Love um, it. <laughs> I, I, have, I have one of those too. They ate outside at a restaurant. Again, very responsible eat outside people ashley had on these really cool white cat eye sunglasses and like an oversized i don't know how to describe the color like light tan peachy blazer got it black bell bottoms and then she had the motorcycle bag from balenciaga the one that was so hot around the time that we're talking about remember right it was more i want to say like 2005 2006 i remember mary kate had the lime green one Ooh, it was everything i mean i still want one of those i think i had a fake not a, even it wasn't even a fake balenciaga it was just like the same style and i wore it so much that the fake ass leather started peeling off the oh fabric so i had to throw it away but <laughs> um if anyone wants to donate to my gofundme to get myself the mary kate bag just uh let me know <laughs> So speaking of the simple life, for those of you, if you're listening to this podcast for the first time, what we usually do before we get into the episode is we talk about some pop culture news from around the time that the episode aired. And the iconic show was airing during this period of time. It debuted in December of 2003, and it continued to air throughout January. So I thought, why not discuss one of the other biggest reality shows not only of the time, but probably ever. I feel like everyone who watches TV knows The Simple Life. Right. Did you watch it back then? Yes, and I loved it. The biggest takeaway I took from that show was Paris's great advice of if you do something wrong once, they won't ask you to do it again. <laughs> so um, I do a lot around the house to help out like my family and things like that. And one of the things I just refuse to do is cook because I know if I do it once – they're going to keep asking me to do it. And I'm like, no, like I pretty much clean up after three grown adults who don't clean up after themselves. So there was one time, I want to say this was like two years ago. They're like, oh, uh, help me do this. And it, was, it wasn't it was something like that complicated for dinner. 
but I purposely did it wrong. And they're like, oh, Jola can't cook. She needs to stay out of the kitchen, which I'm actually a really great cook, but thank you, Paris. <laughs> You're a great cook and also a genius because you don't have to deal with having to do this all the time and it's so (laughs) it's funny because when you said initially like about Paris that she said that on the show I was thinking about when you told me that you won't cook at home and I was like should I bring that up or is that not something that she wants to talk about no I don't care no one I love with listens to the Ashley Jessicas because they suck but um (laughs) (laughs) this is a safe space here um no, but really, it's just like I work the most out of everyone I live with. So it's just like I am not going to add another chore onto it. But um, I just love seeing Paris and Nicole's hijinks. Um, and I know a lot of it was them putting on a front for the show. Because mm-hmm. Paris even says that like in many interviews after where it's just like people think they know me, but they know this charade I'm putting on. And regardless of that, it was still extremely entertaining. It was. I was obsessed. I remember at the time the sex tape coming out was a big part of it. And that was, you know, everyone thought that she did that on purpose to promote the show, which I now don't think that at all, especially after hearing her story from the documentary. Like there's no freaking way that she did that on purpose. At the time I was so young, like I, I knew what a sex tape was and everything, but I didn't watch it, but I still was just so interested in the whole thing because I had remembered seeing Paris on on one of those VH1 shows, like where they do the, it was either The Fabulous Life or something like that. Because before The Simple Life, Nicole wasn't really famous, but Paris and Nikki were a thing. You know, it was the Hilton sisters. Do you remember that? Yeah. And they would be in magazines every now and then, but I didn't really know anything about them. I just saw that they were bleach blonde, super tan, usually had on cute outfits. They usually were were super super revealing like Paris is just so tall that like when she wears tiny outfits it looks even more skimpy I mean she looks great don't get me wrong I'm not I am not shaming anyone who dresses provocatively at all she always looked great but like just because her frame was so she was so tall and skinny that she needed three inches of fabric only for most of the parties that she was going to (laughs) that was definitely an iconic thing the Hilton sisters of the time and then Nikki kind of stepped back out of the spotlight I think the show was originally supposed to be the two sisters and then when Nikki said I'm not doing this Paris got to pick a friend and she picked Nicole Richie to do it I think that they're the perfect duo you know because Paris is like the sweet more reserved I know everyone thought that she was dumb too but she was more thoughtful like you could tell that she was just kind of like watching the situations unfold and like thinking and then Nicole would say something hilarious and Paris would just like burst out laughing to me Nicole was the real draw of the show but the two of them together like you needed the straight man and the crazy man you know right because Nicole was definitely the troublemaker but Paris was the instigator for sure (laughs) <laughs> and it just yeah. it works so well do you remember that song that the ba- uh, some band wrote for her oh miss hilton yeah miss hilton. oh my god miss hilton you must be worth a trillion bucks wasn't you with your body all up in the club miss hilton i like the way you push and glide roller skates all the social butterflies i remember downloading that from kazaa <laughs> oh my goodness and I thought that was so I don't want to say I looked 
up to her. Not that she's not someone who can be looked up to. I, But I don't know how – I'm trying to explain how I felt. Like I was fascinated by her and I was – like most young girls, I was like, what is that like to grow up in like New York and Hollywood and have anything you want and go anywhere you want and do anything you want and no consequences and, you know, you're on TV just because you're a socialite and you just go to parties for your life and your job. They really did make the whole famous for being famous thing just constantly common knowledge and I know everyone already knows this but I mean the Kardashians would not exist without I feel like Paris they wouldn't yeah I don't appreciate the way that as we've talked about with the you know what's going on right now with Free Britney and how people have treated Jessica and people like that like I don't appreciate all of the slut shaming and stuff but Paris obviously I mean she definitely has you know, she has a tough life for some reasons. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch her documentary. It was phenomenal. Did you see that? I did. I watched it pretty much as soon as it came out. And that's one thing I always appreciated about her because similar with the Jessica thing where they were both kind of played off as, oh, they're dumb blondes. Both Paris and Jessica were very intelligent. Paris marketed herself with her book. She did put out an album. She did have all of her fragrances. She was very, very smart and people don't give her enough credit for that. Yeah, she was one of those people that had a true business sense. And of course she did. She's from the Hilton family. She also happened to have bleach blonde hair and was into partying and stuff like that so you know how society is women cannot be both you're either a serious businesswoman or you're a mom uh, and you have to be conservative or you're this party girl who's just you know a whore and deserves whatever she gets because she's rich so therefore she has no problems so therefore you can say whatever you want about her it's not going to touch her and I think now we're seeing more and more like that people are realizing something that it's like an age old lesson. Everybody knows money and fame does not, it's not a ticket out of having normal human emotions like sadness and fear and, you know, the things that all human beings go through. Yes. You know, money doesn't buy happiness, but I would rather be depressed in a mansion than on the street. That's absolutely true. Right. But if you watch the documentary, you can see that she's so traumatized from her childhood and and teen years. And it's really devastating. I'm not even going to say, if you don't know what happened to her, I'm not even going to say it because I shouldn't be the one to explain it. She explains it. And um, I also don't want to ruin it for you just from a film, like watching a film. I was stunned like I I could not believe it I I found it riveting you have no idea where the documentary is going because first it's like the first 45 minutes are just here's what Paris Hilton is doing now haven't seen her in the press as much as she once was she travels the world she's a DJ she makes a million dollars a night they show her closet and her home and and it's spectacular obviously and stuff and then every once in a while she'll say something like yeah, I never sleep. Like I, I'm afraid someone's going to break into my room and take me. And then, and then it just goes back to her on the cell phone talking about her next appearance. I'm like, whoa. I was like, I just got, what, what? I was like, okay. They explain why. And it turns into a completely different documentary. And uh, I'm really, really happy that she got to tell her story and what happened to her. She's now taking action on. She's trying to help build legislation, protecting other girls from going through the same things. So I, I think it's really a good thing that her and then also Kim is becoming a lawyer and I know there's some people who still don't think she's going to actually do it or don't take her seriously or are just like well you didn't actually go to law school you can't really just do it from your home but in California yes you can it's you know she will have the same 
credentials as anyone who physically went to law school, you know, and I hope that this generation grows up with a with a understanding that people can be both like Kim can be someone who poses nude in several photos uh, per hour. And that's, you know, that's fine. She's also becoming a lawyer. She can also defend people and go to the White House and ask the president, can you please let this woman out of jail? It's not fair that she's in jail and things like that. People are multifaceted. And honestly, like, I would like to see how well anyone would do being in Paris's position. I know that people think you're born into this wealth. You never have to worry about anything. And it's like, I remember that one video of Britney at the height of all of her trouble in 2007. And there's a homeless man asking for money and she gives him whatever she has. I don't know. And she says, you're better off being homeless than being me. It's chilling. I mean, it's so crazy to watch. And I think there's a lot of people who would love to have been born into the Hilton family or any other kind of heiress situation. But what do you do with that? What do you do with that pressure of having to be a certain thing and then your parents not being happy with it? And I'm not going to reveal what happens in the documentary, but like she was under so much pressure and stress and I don't really blame her for doing this silly show where she could just run around and have stupid fun with her friend and she probably was like who cares if people think I'm stupid because I don't know what Walmart is like I'm not hanging out with those people I'm not around those people like her and Jessica were laughing all the way to the bank and still are exactly I think that's also the contrast you see between Paris and her sister where yes they were out going clubbing together quite a bit but Nikki really never dove into all of that. I think when they were young, they were on the party scene. And honestly, like the New York party scene was so different at the time. In the 90s and early 2000s, it was such a thing. Now looking back, I've read about it and I've watched documentaries about it and stuff about that kind of socialite lifestyle. It's like, of course, you're going to be drawn to doing stuff like that when you're young and Most of us are just at house parties in high school trying liquor for the first time or weed or whatever. But if I could have done it at the freaking Waldorf Astoria, then yes, I would have preferred that. I mean, (laughs) yeah, what a much more memorable experience. Right. And then it's like just because you're born into wealth, you're going to get photographed every time you're coming out of a party. Like they obviously enjoyed it at the time. They definitely weren't hiding then. But I think Nikki realized what life she was in store was in store for her if she kept feeding into it and she stepped back and has as a result had a much more low-key life and Paris stepped right in the center of it it was funny because I remember everyone talking shit about her all the time and like hating her but she just continued to succeed I mean the simple life went into like five or six seasons and she opened I mean doesn't she have her own hotels now overseas I'm not a hundred percent sure to be honest I know that she's invested a ton in property and stuff. I mean, her main profession is DJ and she gets, like I was saying, I think it's a million dollars a night, maybe a little more in some cases, maybe a little less in some cases, but that's basically her fee. She's obviously turned the fame that she received in, I would say like 2001 to 2005 or six. I mean, she really like, she was able to make it last. She did that other reality show Paris my new BFF right and that had I think at least two or three seasons she definitely has something I think it's yeah there's the mystique and intrigue behind being an heiress and all of that but I think her combination of party girl 
and then combination of like shy quiet girl is interesting to watch I mean, we've gotten so far into her and off of the show, but like (laughs) on the show, it's just so perfectly contrasted by Nicole being very in your face. And this is from season two, but that episode where she tells off that like annoying guy from the family that they're staying with. Do you remember? They're like out by the pool. Oh, yeah. And she's like, Nicole's like, I don't care how many push-ups you do, how many eggs you drink in the morning. Like, I'll beat the (laughs) crap out of you. I'm going to punch your face and I won't stop. And then Paris is just like, yeah. James, I have respect for myself and this is my best friend, so I have respect for her. And I'm being dead honest right now that if you call me dumb or her dumb one more time i don't care how many steroids you take how many egg yolks you drink (laughs) how many push-ups you do i'm being dead serious i will beat your face in if you think i haven't done it i've done it before and i will do it again i really don't care so watch your mouth yeah all right i'm over i give up (laughs) (laughs) that's the best part Yeah. yeah that was always what she would do like nicole would say something hilarious and paris would just be like yeah but the thing is like paris understands her place she's not a comedian like she's funny in the natural sense of okay i'm gonna try to milk this cow but she's not gonna be making a joke here and a joke there and trying to be a funny comedian you know what i mean right she knows about her stand-up hour right she was confident enough to step back and let nicole exist in that space and i think they understood what they had in their dynamic even though they were really young and just kind of bursting on the scene all of a sudden. But I don't know. I feel like from season three on, the show got more like produced and fake. It was still entertaining, but seasons one and two to me are so good. I've watched them so many times over and over. What do you prefer, the them staying with the one family or them doing the road trip? Ooh, I don't no i think them staying with the one family like i like i'm kind of torn because i loved seeing them do all the different jobs mm-hmm. as they continued on because i thought that was really funny um because it's like what hijinks are they gonna bring to the table now but i don't know i kind of like when they just stayed with that one family they had to kind of figure out their dynamic um or like the one time they steal or they didn't i mean yes it's theft because they bought the birdhouse and the mirror on the company credit card. And the guy is like, uh, hello. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah, and then Paris is trying to use her, like, her personal credit card, which she doesn't have. But obviously she memorized the numbers like any good heiress would. Right. And she's like, I'll just run the credit card. But for some reason, they, I'm, I'm sure they were like, you can't do that, Paris. You have no money here or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I remember her going like, we have to do something else for her. We can't just give her a birdhouse that we stole. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I loved all of their outfits on the show, like how it was so early 2000s and they were just, like I said, Paris was just so, she just looked so unique because she's beautiful, but she doesn't have your typical beauty face. I don't know how to describe, but you know what I'm saying? Like she's not conventionally pretty. Right. I guess the best way to explain it is just super feminine, if that's what you want to call it, features. Mm -hmm. You know, she's like the stronger square jawline, but she's still gorgeous. That's right. She has like a long face and a long nose and she just was like different looking and striking and had the white hair and the super tan skin and then she would wear just such trendy pieces and sometimes they would match their whole outfits like everything was so matchy matchy and then sometimes Nicole would be wearing like a big yellow headscarf with a ripped 
blue tank top that was falling off of her so you could see her bra underneath which was like orange and then like a ripped denim skirt and ridiculous shoes and like it was just so to me influential as a young girl like I did want to not be them but I definitely wanted to look like them and and Nicole's streaks in her hair I thought were so cool and all of that that are like even I would think it's the episode where they're at the farm and Nicole's like oh well what if I wore these shorts? And the guy was like, no, those are way too short. And she's like, yeah, but what if I wore boots up to here? And like, she like shows like pretty much all the way up her thigh. Mm-hmm. And the guy's looking at her like, why? <laughs> like, yes. why are you doing this? <laughs> that is a good example of them just messing with people, you know, and just saying stuff like that to get a reaction. And I think that influenced me a lot too, because way before the show I loved messing with people as a kid and I used to do this kind of shit with my friends all the time and that would that would embarrass all of us but I was just I guess like in the spirit of Nicole just being like fuck it like I don't care I'm just gonna be entertaining (laughs) yeah so that was the simple life goodness I mean I really could keep talking about this but then it would be a completely different podcast Mm -hmm. um (laughs) so I was so amazed by their um their trailer and the pink truck and everything and how they still had such good outfits like that trailer was such a mess and all their shit was everywhere and then Paris would come walking out I don't know if you remember that green outfit that she wore like it was all these different pieces of like light green and then she even had flowers that she put in her hair and then she had another outfit that was blue that was very similar she would put these flowers that have velcro on the back of them like you just stick them in your hair do you remember those yeah I loved those I when she wore those I was like what is that like how are they just sticking like that so I had to get them (laughs) I think I still have those somewhere but yeah simple life it was so iconic now I feel like watching it again there are so many more hilarious things and moments that we could talk about but this is not that podcast this is (laughs) the Ashley and Jessicast if anyone wants to uh, wants us to do the simple life podcast uh tweet us we will definitely do it oh my goodness yes (laughs) So, without further ado, should we get into Nick's 30th birthday? I think we should. They open with this scene in the <laughs> green room. They're filming this thing that we're going to talk about it in the French language. This is, they mainly show this whole shoot in that episode because this is the big in 03 sketch that Nick and Jessica do. It's actually a really great sketch because they are in on the whole joke like they make her seem like an idiot when she's around Nick but she's secretly this French super spy who's a genius and they show her like (laughs) figuring out all of this technical stuff and saving the day or whatever and then going back to Nick and being like wait what is that or what like you know acting like she doesn't know anything so I'll definitely post it when we do that but anyway so Jessica's backstage with Joe Nick and Tina and the first thing that we see is her biting into a burger they've gotten take out and jessica announces that she has a very hard painful booger in her nose now we all know what that feels like i don't know why she didn't just blow her nose well then she mentions like a little later on when she's in the car with nick that she thinks it's gonna bleed so that's probably why i know but wouldn't you get don't you just have to get it out of there i mean that's what i would do i would just blow my nose and then if i was really that concerned about it bleeding i would just make sure i had a ton of tissues but yeah that that's the thing is like when they're in the car after I was I didn't remember that she was still complaining about it in the car and I was just like how long did she (laughs) but it's really funny because Jessica has 
food in her mouth and she laughs at something and the food flies out of her mouth and Tina goes, was that your booger? I have a hard booger in my nose and it makes it, I think it's gonna make it bleed. Is that your booger? Oh, God, I was gonna throw up. And then she really laughs hard and she's like, no. And she falls back onto the couch, cracking up laughing. It's so cute. And it was just such a like Simpson girls moment, you know? I mean, it had everything, the oversharing, you know, the thinking (laughs) something is one thing when it's really not, you know? Yeah. It was just really funny. I And then they're in the car and she's complaining. She's uh, leaning on Nick and complaining about it. And I mean, I don't blame Nick here. He's like, no one wants to hear about your bugger, which I mean, yeah. I just would have been like, blow your nose or do not talk to me about it. Yeah, like we're going to be home soon. So if I can't do anything directly to help you, like enough. Mm-hmm. So Jessica's sad that she has to go to New York City to promote her single, which is with you. And she asks Nick what his plans are. And oh gosh, Nick says that he's going to pick his ass and do an interview with Star Magazine, which he does not want to do. Right. Look, we get some Nick fans that message us and defend him, which is totally fine. I love it. I'm totally open to alternate opinions and stuff. But as someone who's not a Nick fan, I still am angry for him in this episode because this is filmed, his birthday is November 9th, so this is like that week in 2003. That means Newlyweds has been airing since August. They're huge stars at this point, and I get it. Obviously, we've talked about so many times that Nick was not as big of a star as Jessica. Jessica's career took off. Jessica started making tons of money. Her music started doing great. Everything with him was the opposite. And that sucks. And his management, as I said, was Larry Rudolph, who's Britney Spears' manager since the beginning of her career. There's no way that he should have been doing a Star Magazine interview at this point. Right. And that was kind of, to me, I found it insulting because it's just like, even Us Weekly can be more on the tabloid side. Mm -hmm. But like, if you're doing a magazine interview, it should be people. Exactly. You You should not at this point do a tabloid. There's no reason for it. It's so stupid. And I know that Larry probably isn't in charge of that. That's probably his publicist. But Larry uh, could give some advice or suggest something else or maybe call in his connections from managing the biggest pop star in the world and say, hey, Nick isn't doing as great as Jessica on this series. But, I mean, obviously it's huge. We need to get him on something better. We need to – I mean, at this time especially, MTV and VH1 did so many interesting specials on celebrities. that It was so much better than it is now. They would go in-depth. They would talk about their music. They would follow them around. Like, I love stuff like Diary and making the video and all of that. I mean, it was great. They couldn't get him any of that. Like, he was on MTV. I don't get it. You know, like, even if you're not the most popular part of the trend, they were – it was so big. He still could have gotten a little bit further in his career and done a little bit better. It's kind of like how with the whole boy band and blonde singer craze of the late 90s, early 2000s, like, Britney and NSYNC were at the top. But 
Nick and Jessica still did really, really well, even selling so much less than them and doing a lot less than them in, in regard to tours and, and magazines and things like that because it was so huge. There was enough room for everybody. So the people at the top, it really did trickle down. And Jessica still made a huge name for herself before Newlyweds. She still did very well and gained millions of fans across the world. And that is what they could have done with Nick. They could have been like, okay, you're not on Jessica's level. You're not going to be on the cover of Harper's Bazaar and Rolling Stone with her. But we're going to hold you to a higher standard than a the tabloid. Star magazine. Like, they might as well just gave him the National Enquirer at that point. Like, that's how much of a slap in the face I felt it was to right. him. Right. I can't imagine. I mean, I would never do an interview with Star Magazine, and I am not famous like i i'm an actress who could use some publicity but i would never do an interview with star magazine even as a nobody like for a small amount of publicity or something like i i can't imagine a reason for that ever even if i'm at the nail salon and there's tons of magazines i don't i star is not the first one that i'll even pick up like i would rather read us weekly yeah it's like i said it's us weekly does dip into the tabloid side but they tend to be a little bit more credible than star you know it's like a little more yeah not a lot but like a little bit regardless i just think it's a little disappointing that whether it was his publicist or his manager whoever on his team they were not advocating for him as they should have been and this is something like i feel like is more of a theme yeah i don't know why he didn't say no yeah i I think he just needed something but at the same time it's like we're we've been watching pretty much every episode jessica's flying here she's going there she's has an appearance here and there and nick is at the time like okay we've only been into one season of newlyweds but why is he home 85 percent of the time it's crazy i mean even just yeah his album's not doing that well okay so why doesn't he go down to the grove and do an album signing you know how many young girls are going to show up to that Exactly. Like a decent amount. I mean, no, it's not going to be like Jessica's. We'll talk about her appearances in Texas and stuff. But still, I mean, it's it's something. He still could have gotten a lot more work than he did. And I just think it's really sad. One thing that I do admire is that he doesn't feel the need to act like he's doing something because the cameras are around. I think it's so funny how they just show him and Drew standing around like they're literally – it's not even like the other episodes where they're moving furniture or working on putting pictures up and stuff. They literally are standing in the <laughs> house. I think it's cool that he even said, yeah, I'm just going to pick my ass because it's like I probably would feel pressure if my partner was excelling and doing tons of stuff and I have cameras on me. I would feel like, ooh, I have to do something. Like they're filming me. You know, maybe I should go work on a song just myself in, in you know, my office or whatever. You know, just try to show that I'm doing something. And also, like, why wasn't he working on a song? Your album is tanking, okay? Um, at this point, actually, at this point, I think they delayed the al- yeah they delayed his album release. So I think it was supposed to come out a few weeks after this, which just makes this whole thing more insane because he should have been promoting it like crazy. Like, yeah, I get it. Shut up is what tanked. Um, but now you have this, I swear, go, go on the circuit and, and be like, I'm so in love with Jessica. Newlyweds is the greatest thing ever. That's why I'm promoting this song. This, I swear, I want to share our love with the world and hopefully other couples can enjoy it and maybe dance to it at their wedding. Like just be the, be the newlywed guy. Just do it. Who cares? Yeah. Just like, I hate to say it though, but like play into your character and into your role and just, I mean, I do respect that 
he didn't because it just shows like he was like no one i don't want to say better than that because he is doing the show but Mm -hmm. he didn't feel the need to like succumb to the pressure of it but at the same time it's just like the granted yes they had to reshoot his video so that cut into his publicity money Mm -hmm. but like you're saying they could have done something at the grove it didn't need to be a big over-the-top contest but it could have been like oh hey like the first hundred people who get in line get a private concert with nick and a cd signing why aren't they doing that uh jolie's available for management okay seriously (laughs) nick i mean are you listening i honestly you know what's funny someone said to me you know well if he's as big of a loser as you say he probably is listening because you know someone's talking about him and i was like i hope not nick if you're listening i'm sorry i do i you're i'm sure you're you've grown and matured i'm going to talk more shit about you in this episode so maybe just (laughs) you know turn on armchair expert or the daily or something uh but i just double checked the release date for soul o november 11th so he should have been busy as fuck they should have had him out doing everything and guess what okay so that was a good point that you made that he had to give up independent publicity for the video but he was willing to pay ten or $20,000 to do a new video out of his own pocket. He was considering it. Him, Mr. Cheapskate, was considering it. Jessica was the one who was like, don't do it. So he didn't have to end up putting that money up. The label put up that money. That's why he had to give up other shit. So why doesn't he say, yeah, book me on Regis and Kelly and all that, and I'll pay for my own plane ticket. Who cares? Also, Jessica's going to New York. Why don't you just go with her? And while she's promoting with you, here's the thing. Joe is smart that he separated Jessica from him. They could have been doing a lot more newlyweds promotion. And, you know, they could have done shows where they both went on and they do an interview and then Jessica does a song and Nick does a song and they promote their albums together. They could have done more things together. Joe is a competent manager. uh, So he also didn't, as we've talked about, wasn't crazy about this marriage and didn't want his daughter I mean, I'm speculating. He's not here to explain his own feelings, but I assume that he wanted to run with Jessica's success and establish her more as Jessica Simpson, not Nick and Jessica. And I completely understand that thought, but why not even go together to New York and he's uptown promoting something and she's downtown promoting something. And then they come together and have maybe they have one appearance together but then jessica does five appearances by herself so she has that individuality and so does he but they also are doing newlywed stuff and then they're also able to like you're saying promote the show but also spend time together which is something they haven't been able to do yeah that's something that they really needed Um, yeah i just like yes sometimes i'm definitely hard on things that nick does but i'm just kind of speculating i'm making comments about just that brief 30 seconds like obviously i was not there Mm -hmm. but i really feel like nick's team just let him down time and time again and that's really why his career didn't take off the way it should have yeah truly i mean i'm glad i'm not a nick fan because i would be really upset right now i'm actually kind of like sad talking about it because it really sucks like this was the time to strike while the iron is hot and look he has a great life that's clear i mean when i just googled when his album came out all of his other albums popped up and the cute picture of him and his son with the lullaby album i mean he clearly things have worked out but i mean i wouldn't be surprised if this still bothers him if when it pops into his mind it bothers him i mean it bo- I'm, I'm bothered right now by it yeah <laughs> so, you know 
rightfully so though but it's just like i don't even know why like i said okay they cut his publicity so maybe they couldn't afford to fly him out why isn't he at least doing phone interviews yeah i just make it make sense that's what i really want to know why why does this not make any sense it really doesn't for your album to be coming out the next week and it was already delayed and it just shows that it doesn't matter how well you're doing in one aspect of your career you need to stay on top of everything yeah and it wasn't enough for him to just be sitting home with drew and filming another boring scene he needed to really get out there and establish himself as a solo artist and it didn't work he needed the gimmick of divorcing jessica that he fully leaned into and yeah played the victim and talked about all of these sad songs and i was actually watching i saw an interview of him on regis and kelly from when he was promoting what's left of me he didn't say that he refused to talk about jessica but it was clear that his publicist had said do not bring up jessica and it was so awkward because he's talking about how the song is about a breakup and heartbreak but regis and kelly will not say the name jessica will not say the word divorce will not say the word newlyweds and nick doesn't say it either and so they're tiptoeing around the obvious subject and it's like you are willing to exploit your divorce in your music and in your music video, but you're not even going to say her name on television because then, then you're you're going too far, I guess. Then it's I, getting too into your privacy. I feel like that. Well, that's part of the thing, though. It's just him trying to. Which I'm sorry to the Nick fans, but this is really what it was: is him trying to play coy. Like, oh, I'm not going to say it's Jessica. I'm not going to say it's about the divorce. But it's heavily implied and people are still going to speculate and talk about it. It would just have been easier if he was like, yeah, I wrote this about my divorce and whatever, but we're going through it and we're just growing as individuals. We're growing as people and things didn't work out and that's okay. And like he could have left it at that. Yeah. And that's one thing that I really admire Jessica for. And to that note, Ashley as well, that they didn't capitalize on their divorces. You could tell for them it was, this isn't fodder. For my even though they were both reality stars this is not something that i want to use to get more attention this is a heartbreaking part of my life you know and i completely understand nick's need to write songs about it and that's that's what artists do you know you you go through something in life you should be able to express yourself freely i'm not saying that he needed to completely shy away from it i totally understand i actually love In his defense, I love Gwen Stefani's album, This Is What The Truth Feels Like. You know, Gavin Rossdale cheated on her, and that's what half the album is about, is realizing this relationship is over and how horrible that is and how mad she is and how sad she is. And then soon after, she fell in love with Blake Shelton. So the other half of the album is love songs. And it's such a great album. It's so good because you you experience both sides of it that we've all experienced. We've all experienced falling in love and the, all those amazing feelings of it's new and oh my god, I've met someone who's so wonderful and we feel the same way about each other and it's happening. Oh my gosh. And we've also all been heartbroken and devastated. And so that was a way that she took what happened And it didn't feel exploitative, weirdly. Um, But maybe that's because she was more open about it in interviews. I don't know. It's a complicated thing, but 
I'm not saying Nick, I don't think Nick should have written about it at all or expressed himself through his music at all with the divorce, but I just really admire the fact that Jessica wrote a really fun album and she wasn't going to use that because she didn't have to, you know, she she was so successful in her own right at that point that even though, yeah, she was part of Newlyweds, she just didn't have to go from show to show and be sad and singing about the loss of a relationship. Instead, she's strapping on her roller skates with Eva Longoria and <laughs> Christina Applegate, which we've all wish we could do. <laughs> right. You know? And it's just like, he's Nick was definitely allowed to cope how he saw fit. That's not an issue at all. But I feel like either one of two things, don't talk about it at all. Or if you do talk about it, kind of just keep it short and to the point where it's mm-hmm. just like, I get he didn't want to go into a ton of detail, but like they could have made sure that that was something said, have the questions sent to him ahead of time, you mm-hmm. know, where he didn't need to really elaborate too much if he didn't want to. But I feel like having that weird in between is where people like to draw assumptions from. You're right. I didn't expect him in the interview to tell details or anything, but the way that it was just so awkward, the way that it was the elephant in the room. Right. Everyone knows what has happened in your life. All he had to say was, obviously, everyone knows I just went through a divorce. So yeah, this album is definitely about a lot of that. And then change the subject and be like, yeah, and the album is also about, you know, whatever right. else it was about. I haven't listened to it. You don't have to act like it, it never happened while at the same time leaning so hard into I'm so sad she left me I don't know what to do I wanted to have a baby soon what you know because I remember him that was a big part of his press tour with this album was that he really wanted to have a child and I remember him crying on either it was a VH1 or MTV special he was like making his arms into the formation like he's holding a baby and he started crying and like talking about how that was what life was all about and like he wanted that with Jessica but course she gave up on him or whatever I mean those are I'm paraphrasing but I remember him crying and it was just so fake to me it was so yeah there's parts of newlyweds where they talk about having a kid but they were both saying that's in the future in the future in the future so it's not like he was trying to get her pregnant at the time and she was you know off the pill or whatever and then suddenly left him like that wasn't what was going on right yeah I just feel like if he was just kind of like you know what I'm heartbroken right now and that sucks but I know I'm gonna be okay I'm coming out of this and I have a really great support system. People would have like, oh, okay, like that's nice. And then not really have fed into it as much. Yeah. And at the time, I didn't feel the way about Nick that I do now. I mean, I would say that at the time as a young girl, I was a fan. Like I definitely actually (laughs) – my first concert was headlined by 98 Degrees. Ooh. I can't believe I haven't talked about this before. This is so funny. So, you know, the show All That from Nickelodeon. Right. One of my all-time, like, highly, 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 highly influenced me. Um, Like, before the pandemic, I used to be on stage all the time doing comedy, and that was my dream job. I wanted to be on All That so bad. I wanted to be one of those kids. And All That did a series of concerts for a few years, and they did a tour. And it was like they would do some of the famous All That sketches live, And then there would also be some hot artists of the time. So when I went, it was 98 Degrees was the headliner. And it was Brandy, Tatiana Ali. I think Monica was supposed to be there at some of the shows, but she wasn't at my date and I was furious. Um, (laughs) Understandably. Yeah. 
I can't remember who else. They weren't superstars or anything. Like 98 Degrees was definitely the the biggest of the time. But I freaking loved Brandy too. And yeah, that was my the first time I ever went to a concert at for anyone who knows Jersey, PNC Bank Arts Center lawn tickets represent. Um <laughs> yeah. I was a fan of 90 degrees. Like I was very excited that I, I mean that was fun. And at the time I could have easily not I mean, look, I didn't love him anywhere near as much as I love Jessica, but I could have come out of it still being a fan and being like oh you know I I understand they got divorced it's not there's not really a bad guy and a good guy people sometimes just don't it doesn't work you know and instead I was just so put off like even being as young as I was just and not understanding to the extent that I do now the divorce and the politics of relationships and men and women all that stuff I saw his press and I saw him his interviews and I his music to me wasn't that good and I was just kind of put off by it. And now all these years later that I watch Newlyweds through a different lens, I'm like, yeah, that <laughs> – Yeah, that it wasn't just, it. Right, yeah. Anyway, so back to the episode. But we needed <laughs> to get into all that because, like, I mean, Nick's career definitely needed to be dissected to that level. I think we all can agree. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Jessica is leaving for New York City. It's another scene where when she gets in the car, they dub a line in. And she says, don't worry, baby. I'll be back in time for your birthday. I mean, I'm sure she said that at some point. I don't know if it was in a scene that they shot wherever or if they had her come in for ADR. But I think that maybe they had her record lines after the fact to put some stuff together because at the end of this episode, they do the same thing. But yeah, it's weird that when they have her getting into cars, they they make her add in like a final, here's what the rest of the episode is. Because in that other one, when she's leaving, again, she's leaving for New York in that the earlier episode. It's the the decorating one because she says, don't do any decorating while I'm away. Right. And she didn't actually say that. So then we get a gorgeous shot of the Brooklyn Bridge. So she goes to Z100 to bring her single to them because these were the olden days where you had to physically bring a CD single to the radio and ask them to play it (laughs) you really invested your time into the appearance instead of just like oh here do something with this exactly so elvis duran if i mean anyone who's from the area that we're from z100 i think we talked about this before like z100 was the biggest thing in the world and as jessica says in the episode it was the biggest radio station in the country and it definitely was like it was a huge deal it wasn't just a regular radio station. Elvis Duran has been working for them for I don't even know how many years. Like, I feel like I grew up with his voice, you know? Yeah. And he is interviewing her. And I generally like Elvis Duran. I think he's pretty good at what he does. I mean, I'm, I'm not a stan or anything, but he says to this 23-year-old girl, do you mind getting older? Does it bother you? Right. Because she's 96. I mean... Is this Helen Mirren? Is this Jane Fonda? (laughs) She's 23. Does it bother her (laughs) getting older? Why? Nothing has changed yet. I guess the only thing that's changed is that she's not, you know, wearing a diaper, sucking her thumb. Right. What? I mean. (laughs) It's not even like she just turned 21. So it's just like, okay, like you're of age, like you could finally drink now. That's a good point. It's not like, oh, you're 18, you're legal now. You know, yeah. if you commit a crime, you're going to jail. There's no hope. I mean, I guess they he said that because they were talking about Nick's age. Right. But that, this is why we've grown up so messed up and why 
even though I basically have no wrinkles, like the one that I can see above my eyebrow, I stare at in the mirror and I'm like, oh my God, hi grandma, you know? Yeah, which is ridiculous. It's sad. Yeah, because it's like a woman hits mid-20s or mid-20s to 30s. So it's like, ugh, you're old. But a guy, it's like, oh, he's in his late 40s, early 50s. He's a silver fox. Like, why? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Men, it's, ugh, men really do remain hot. I mean, I, like, I'm not planning to date a 60-year-old or anything, but, like, But if you did, no big deal. Right. It's, like, if you look at Brad Pitt, who's not 60 yet, or Alec Baldwin, I think, is, like, 62 or 63 or something, because he just had, he, they had another baby. He has six babies now with his not Spanish wife. Oh, goodness and her. Yeah. They, cause so, so they mentioned like Alec at age 60, whatever, you know, has, has a new, has two newborns. Um, and by the way, if that was offensive to anyone who's like a fan of them, I'm, I'm not, I don't even care. I'm not trying to be rude. I actually am a huge, I've used to be like obsessed with Alec when he was on 30 Rock. I was like <laughs> such a stan. Um, and I still like, I follow his wife on Instagram cause I love kids and, whatever but um anyway so he looks so good I actually think he's more attractive like he was more attractive once he was in his late 40s and 50s and now than when he was when he was in Beetlejuice and he was skinny and he's hotter now it's weird men just get hotter and women just everything starts to sag it's like not fair and and I'm like oh my god should I get a procedure or you know should I get Botox should I get do I just need to get this fixed or whatever and it's like so it sucks Anyway, so they're, yeah, they're talking about how this is one of the many times that Jessica mentions that Nick is old, which is also so sad because he's turning 30. Right. And someone in the studio is like, 30 isn't old. And uh, then they cut to Nick standing around doing nothing with Drew. Right. And repeatedly. He, yeah, he mentions to Drew he has the interview with Star Magazine tomorrow. And he's like, Drew, so what do you want to do today? And then it's like a clip of them staring at the garage for like 30 <laughs> seconds awkwardly. Yeah. And I'm sure they probably went and played basketball, hung out and watched TV, ate a meal. Like they probably were doing shit, but they just wanted this to be a funny scene. And I mean, I'm sure he wasn't happy with the contrast of Jessica having a life and him not. So after the interview, she kind of officially, you literally see the physical CD of With You and they start playing it and she's being really cute and saying, oh, this one's a hit and everything. <laughs> and then she starts singing along to it, which is so cute to me when artists like famous people sing along to their songs. Yeah, because she was just so excited about it. It was a big deal. Like she genuinely knew like this is going to be a big moment for me. And it oh, was. Yeah. It really was. It was everything was just getting so much bigger and busier for her and honestly this song for her second single it it honestly should have been the first single like it's such a better song than sweetest sin no offense diane warren but it's just such a catchy good song and we'll get all into it in the in the skin episode so then she is signing autographs she signs someone's cast and then they cut again to nick just doing nothing like she's she's being so sweet to this injured child and they make nick look like he's just (laughs) i mean it's really not entirely fair and it's cute though because when jessica signs his cast she signs it jessica simpson l and i thought that was really cute 
Oh, Lachey. Yeah. That's cute. She just added, like, the little L at the end. But it's still, like I said, I just thought it was cute that, like, she's not going to sign it Jessica Lachey because that's not how people know her. But she still wants to incorporate, like, no, like, I am married and I do love my husband. Aw, that is that is really sweet. Uh, yeah, because Ashley obviously is, you know, she's Ash. I mean, now she's Ashley Simpson Ross Ness because of, like we said in the Valentine's episode, that's Evan's surname is Ross Ness. Right. But And then before she was Ashley Simpson Wentz. So that's definitely something that I think was instilled in them that you should take the name, you know? Yeah. So then she talks about how she's excited to go to Texas and she's going to sing at her high school. And it's going to be, I guess, the first time that she's singing there because they told her that she couldn't, she wasn't allowed to sing in the shows because she was too good, which also happened to Christina Aguilera. I remember them talking about how much she was bullied, that they had their tires slashed because the moms were so angry that basically Christina was this, you know, powerhouse. Yeah. Like, how do you even explain (laughs) what she was at that? I mean, she was so tiny and she sounded like almost exactly the same as she does now at like eight. Um, And Jessica went through the same thing. And actually, this also happened to me because I wanted to sing a Christina Aguilera song one time. I think I was in eighth grade at the time. I wanted to sing the song Cruise from Stripped. Do you know that song? Yeah. It is a beautiful song. And I was really at this point getting into music and I talked to the pianist and I was like, okay, what I want to do is I want to sing the beginning, like the first verse acapella. And then I want you to come in at this point and I'll never forget her. Her name was Mrs. Hubmaster and she was so cool. And she was like, oh my God, that's such a good idea. This is such a beautiful song. Like it's going to be so great to have you doing acapella. And then she, I think she's just used to being an accompanist for kids. So it's like she plays whatever. It's not artistic. And she got a chance. Like we were like collaborating on it. It was cute. And then, yeah, they told me that I shouldn't sing that because it was just people can't really sing like that. And that it was too much of a, showy thing for me to do and I was taking heat remember my other story about how (laughs) I was being too sexy right (laughs) even though I was a child I that's something I don't get people can't sing like that you are not a person I know I was like I can sing okay I mean I didn't sing it as good as Christina but um that's not the point though like it's right a school talent show like let you broadcast your talent Otherwise, don't have one. Like, I don't Thank you. understand. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point of the freaking show. I didn't get as far as moms being upset about it. I think that's so cruel to Jessica and Christina that, like, the moms were mad. I mean, I don't think I was that good that the moms were pissed, but I also don't know if they saw me and other stuff or whatever. But, um, yeah, so I ended up, no shade to Britney, but I sung every time because it's not as vocally impressive i guess i mean i love every time and i love britney's performance of it on snl actually she sung i think it's the only time except for maybe on her onyx tour where she sung it live because she lip syncs she lip syncs every time which is so stupid but on snl she gave this really heartfelt performance of it where like her voice is cracking a little bit like yeah she's not whitney houston as a live singer like whatever but she really sings it from the heart and so um, I was really inspired by that performance. And so that's why I chose every time, but I really wanted to do cruise. And so I relate to this plate. And I mean, I don't know if I'm going to be invited back to the school anytime soon, like Jessica, <laughs> Yeah. But, uh, but we'll also, see. Like, I give Jessica major props because like a lot of traumatic things happened when she was in high school. I mean, granted, yeah, she's 20 something. So it's like you move past it. But like, 
I don't know if I would want to go back if I was her. That's a good point. Yeah, because honestly, she's 23. She's That's five years removed for when people graduate from high school. That's not a lot. And I know that she finished school remotely with Casey. But right. still, it's – I don't know. Because in it must be – it's hard. Because like in that moment when you're being told, when you're being censored and stifled, you don't know that you're going to end up being a huge star. She at the time was dealing with so much. You know, she was – having to hide her body and then being assaulted, you know, when she was a child and everything. I mean, she was probably so confused. Like she can't even have her boobs the way that they are. She can't have her voice the way that it is. She wasn't trying to make the other people look bad. She just wanted to sing a song and express herself. Teachers should encourage that. When I was in fourth grade, I was so into dancing and my friend Brianna, we were both competitive dancers and we didn't have anywhere like when it was off season like we didn't have anywhere to do our dances and we asked our fourth grade teacher if we could perform in class for the rest of the class in between math and science like there was no stage it was literally in the classroom we just were we just loved it so much like we wanted to perform and she was like all right fine (laughs) you know what I mean and that now that I think about that as an adult I'm like wow she had every right to be like no we need to you know we're we're doing the revolutionary war today you cannot put on Britney Spears (laughs) But instead, she encouraged us and she she saw like she was probably because if a kid came up to me, like a a fourth grader and said that I would be like, of course, you can do it because you as a child are taking the initiative to put together a dance and a show and like you are confident enough to perform it in front of your peers, which is like the most horrible atmosphere because everyone gets bullied and like everyone gets made. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I love that we did that. I love that we were that we had even the mind and talent to do that like that's so cool and it just breaks my heart to think of Jessica who's so she's spiritually connected to her voice and singing too and she was probably thinking why like why if I have this gift from God why am I being told that I can't do it and I can't wear what I want to wear I have to hide my boobs in church I mean it's just a lot for someone who was so young and yeah, and she was and she was going through so much that I mean, it's it's actually really I mean, I know that she ended up having her issue with alcohol, but I'm surprised she hasn't had more trouble is basically what I'm saying, you know, that she she didn't end up in a worse position because obviously we've seen it happen with so many people that had to deal with this shit in their childhood. But thankfully that's not the case with Jessica. Oh, thank God. Thank her <laughs> BFF Jesus for Helping her through. (laughs) (laughs) They held it down. Yeah. We get Nick and Drew in the garage again. um, And you see them cleaning it. And then they go into a different room. It's like the room with their pool table. And they're just kind of like staring around. (laughs) Which it's funny though. Because like it was really quick. But if you're watching it. you It looks like Nick is saying something. But the audio is cut. So you don't hear it. Exactly. They were really messing with our minds. <laughs> yeah, Nick is a low-key guy, so he's not going to be doing this big, crazy thing. But he was talking, at least. I mean, he's not, you know, I mean, he's not someone who I would be dying to have a conversation with, but he's not someone who just stands there and does nothing, you know? Yeah, he's not a caveman. He has thoughts. <laughs> so Jessica flies to da- uh, Dallas with her mom and dad, and they are staying at the Hotel Zaza, which I uh, drove by one time, and I was like, oh my god, that I, I didn't even know that I was near it, but I recognized it because Jessica always stays there, and so oh it was, you know, it was always on, and it's 
right down the street from the House of Blues, which that's why I was there because I was seeing a concert. And right further down the street is where JFK was shot. And, oh my goodness. Uh, I loved Dallas, by the way. Shout out Texas. I hope you guys are warm now. <laughs> I loved I the food was so good, like the southern. Oh my God, it was so delicious and I loved it and everybody was so nice and I had the best time and I actually checked the Hotel Zaza. The rates are kind of low now. I mean, it said $202 a night, which like I get that that isn't cheap, but I would, I thought because Jessica always stays there, it must be more expensive. So whenever I go back to Dallas, when, oh, when Jolie and I, when we go on our Selena slash Ashley and Jessica tour, (laughs) we are going to stay there. Mark my words. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, they think that that owl is real. Oh my goodness. Because right. I'm assuming it was leftover decorations from Halloween. Right. They had such cool decorations. I'm obsessed with Halloween. So I appreciated that a lot that they went as far as putting an owl on their balcony. That's so funny to me. <laughs> They're all in. Right. And then uh, Jessica on top of her busy schedule, is also planning Nick's party. Right. They get on the phone. She's on her flip phone. And he says, look, it's not a big deal. And he doesn't want her to spend a lot of money. She tells him, it's your 30th birthday. Therefore, it is a big deal. And I'm doing the party. Right. I don't know how you feel about this. But, I mean, we're going to read her excerpt, too, from Open Book. And how she felt that she had to do this it wasn't like a natural thing like she felt like she had to be sexy and do this whole thing for him have you seen mad men no okay so without giving spoilers i mean i love the whole show so everybody should watch it but the main character don gets married for a second time and he kind of gets married quickly on a whim and stuff but he just feels that this is right And he's completely, like, at this point in the show, you know he is not the party type. He is not the type who wants a bunch of people at his house. He wants to be alone. Like, that's Tim. And his wife does the same thing. He tells her, I don't want a party. I'm not, I don't care about my birthday. And they don't know each other that well. And she just insists, well, I'm having a party anyway. And he gets home from work. And everyone that he knows is in his apartment. And she's wearing this exotic look. It's the 60s. So her hair is really big. And she's got this, like really unique makeup look in this gorgeous dress and she performs a song actually like it's kind of similar to this and he's just mortified like oh my goodness he's like I don't want this and and it and the thing is I'm also I think I well I think in the past because I love birthdays I'm really big on it like I like to make people feel special and everything and I think that in the past I probably would have been the type that if my husband or boyfriend said I don't want a party it's in the realm of possibility that I would do something like this because I think before I might have thought, well, he says it's not a big deal. He says he doesn't want this, but everybody wants a party. Everybody wants to be surprised. Everybody wants to feel special and have their friends around and stuff, but it's actually not true. Some people genuinely do not want stuff like that. So I do kind of think that even though it came from a completely loving place, I think that if he told her I don't want to party and I'm not happy about turning 30 and I don't want to make a big deal out of it and I don't want you to spend money, she probably should have respected that. Yeah, because it's like, that's the biggest thing is he said, like, listen, I'm not excited about turning 30. It's not like he was like, oh, don't worry. Don't feel obligated to do something. He was like, no, like, I'm not happy. Yeah. And Jessica calls athletes sports guys, which I guess was supposed to be a moment, but whatever. I mean, I don't even... 
does Nick know like a lot of athletes personally? Like, I don't really know what she was talking about. I don't think he knows that many either. <laughs> okay, so then there's another really weird clip of Nick and Drew. Right. <laughs> And they're just staring at, like, the CD timer. I, I don't know what else to call it. Mm -hmm. The stereo. Right. Because it shows, like, the time of, like, how long the song's been going on. And they're just staring at it. Yeah, and they don't have the rights to the song. So they're just... What they play is so ridiculous. It's the song that they play sometimes to accompany Jessica when they don't have any other music. And it's that girl who's just going, like... Oh uh, yeah over and over again yeah it's like oh we don't have anything who on production has that 15 second clip that we could just put on loop <laughs> yeah why is it it's so bad i mean there's i know that this was a long time ago but there's so much royalty free music available yeah i just don't know why they chose that it's so unpleasant to listen to like you just can't wait until it's over they could have played anything the thing is they don't show nick or drew like commenting on what they're listening to or anything they're just intently staring at it i guess they showed this scene because they were trying to show again they're just standing around they're boring they're just they have music on and they're just staring at the stereo instead of i don't know relaxing or dancing or or singing along or whatever but it's it was just, just so unnecessary yeah, like, it was like a waste of time. I mean, if he's not doing anything, you fine, show the joke of them doing nothing twice, but, like, it doesn't really need a third. I don't even know, like, I don't know what you're listening to. I don't know what's, I mean, even if we could have heard the song, it doesn't, like I said, they don't comment on it or anything, so what is the value of this moment? Right, I'd rather just had a clip of them, like, sitting watching TV, because at that point of it, like, oh, okay, that's what they're doing, no big deal. Yeah, it was so weird. So Jessica visits a school. Uh, I don't think this was the high school because they looked younger. Right. And the kids are going insane. She's in a pile of little boys. Right. She's um, just getting down. They're all just like leaning on her. And a teacher runs over. She's like, okay, no, like you got to give her space. Like, stop. She's a person. Yeah, that teacher grabs a kid that's lunging toward her about to hug her. And, um... Yeah, let's teach boys not to, without asking, leap on top of girls. I think that that's probably Personal a good thing. Personal space and boundaries are good, in case anyone forgot. Yeah, but, I mean, all those little boys look so happy. It was probably the highlight of their life. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> the teacher's, like, pushing them, like, <laughs> I feel like she needed a stun gun or something. It was, like, really crazy. Yeah. I'm just kidding for if anyone thinks I'm serious. Anyway, uh, then she has a signing at a department store. And then she goes shopping. Right. She, well, at least she tries to go shopping. Right. She's like mobbed by just a ton of fans, but she's so graceful about it. Yeah. She's taking pictures with people. She's saying hi. And I've never heard of that store Foley's before. Maybe it's like a Southern thing. I'm assuming so. I could be wrong. Yeah. Because we also don't have Dillard's around here. And then I remember one time, like, I remember traveling and seeing Dillard's. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> some of the regional stores and restaurants, that always interests me for some reason. Because I'm like, we don't have that. What is it? Yep. <laughs> then I guess someone had made a comment to Jessica that the boys, because they were so excited that they maybe had boners from seeing her. Oh, my gosh. And so she goes, she's like, oh, those boys have boners. Uh, I don't remember the last time I heard the word boner. <laughs> I feel like that word comes up pretty often when people are talking about shit like that. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I hear that word pretty often. And not just because I'm a fan of growing pains. 
which literally has a character whose nickname is Boner. And that was like oh a my goodness. That was like a family show. It you know, it was it was like if someone on Full House was named Boner. It was just very <laughs> I actually didn't know what a boner was. And I would watch that show and my mom would be like, Oh my God, <laughs> you know? And like I didn't know what she I just thought it was a funny word. But also I hate when because pe- this has happened to me before. It's actually happened to me in character at a kid's party. I hate when someone makes a comment that because a girl or a woman is so attractive that a guy, this guy is going to get a boner just from looking at her. I know it, it might seem crazy, but I think people, when they do it, they're trying to, it's a compliment. Right. But you could just be like, oh, like they were definitely really excited to see you and kind of drop it. Yeah. I guess that's a thing. Don't say that you're going to get a boner just from looking at someone. It's weird. It's weird. And it's just like, is this really a warranted comment? Take a second. Think about that. Yeah. No, it's not. So uh, then Jessica is going to her high school to perform. I'm sure Nick's ego was stroked because she gets out of the car and all the girls are like, where's Nick? Right. And she's like, he's in L.A. Yeah, they they play like a clip of her on the phone with him and she was like, I'm so sorry, baby, I can't talk right now. And she really was going from big appearance to big appearance. And I know they chopped it up. You can tell by her outfits that they it wasn't in the actual sequence of real events. But still, even though they mixed it all up, she was doing a lot. And we totally took her side in the, the conversation they had in, in, I think, the Buffalo Wings episode where... You know, she's upset that he's not making more of an effort to talk to her. But the difference is that she's working like crazy. And that's why she doesn't have the time. And so it's kind of a, it's another situation where Nick's home doing nothing. So to me, he should be, he should be saying like, okay, well, you let me know what time you're done. Right. And I'll be ready at that point. I'll schedule that in. I said in the past, like, I've had times where I've had to schedule in phone calls and stuff because it's like life just gets crazy, especially when you're famous like this and she's doing so much. So she says, oh, Nick is mad at Like, she tells the this, I don't know who it was, like an administrator or someone. Oh, my God. No, I don't. My husband's mad at me right now because I don't have time to call him. <laughs> he has to understand. No, no, he does. has to stop facts because if the shoe was on the other foot honestly and nick was running around and doing all these crazy things and jessica was upset i would have said the same thing i would have been like okay well she needs to understand like he has a lot going on but that's not the case yeah as i said in the other episode the person who isn't working is the person that needs to make sure that they're available at a certain time because like if you don't have to be anywhere or do anything at a certain time then and someone else has to be in 10 different places and surrounded by people all the time and having to make sure their voice is going to hold up for performance and stuff like that. Like That's not the person that the burden should be on and vice versa. Right. If, if, you know, like she also needs to make herself available to talk to Nick if she's not working and he is. Right. And then she gets on stage and everyone is just cheering for her and she Jessica just gets emotional. She's like, I'm going to cry. Like she was so excited to be there. Yeah, it was really sweet. and. She, it's actually striking when they show her backstage. Like, she looks so gorgeous. She's looking in the mirror and warming up. She does some really high vocal warm ups. I would have liked to see the performance, but apparently we had to show Nick standing there. So, and then, Um, yeah. (laughs) Because then we, instead of seeing the performance, we need to hear this really creepy interview with the guy from Star Magazine. Oh my god, I hate it. I, I was actually it. really, really proud of Nick because 
the first thing that or the first thing that we hear because obviously we weren't there is the interviewer asked him like oh does it bother you that she's a fantasy figure for like millions it's such a weird way to frame that question yeah because it's like honestly who wants to essentially like here oh so how do you feel that you know a whole bunch of people are probably fantasizing and getting off to your significant other exactly like, it's so gross like yes that does happen but like why is there a need to talk about it yeah and this is shit that they're used to i mean jessica's used to girls holding up signs that say marry me nick it's part of the well i feel like celebrity thing yeah marry me isn't as bad as like when they're like just kind of pushing these like sexual undertones and it's just like we get it but like why yeah that's true so this guy was so sleazy it was the way he worded things if i was gonna ask that question which i wouldn't waste his time i would think of something better but if i was gonna ask that question i would be like you know you are married to a girl that so many people want to be married to how does that feel like do you ever get jealous or are you proud of it or like what is that like yeah that's but that's the correct way to word the question you know but Mm -hmm. that's not how he brings it up and then he keeps like pushing nick about it and the interview was like oh you're not going to talk about it you've talked about it before and nick was like okay so then look to those interviews for your answer right that's the thing is i was saying this a lot last episode is their sex life this talk of it was so normalized I understand this guy thinking it was okay to bring it up, but again, there's a way to bring it up. At this point, I probably wouldn't have asked about it because Nick is right. He ha- like They're both right because he's like, well, you've talked about it before. Like, Why are you not talking about it now? There's always a way to approach a topic with someone. It's like a life skill, you know? Right. When you're talking to someone about something that's touchy, even if they've talked about it before or whatever, it's like when you're just face-to-face with someone, human-to-human, it's like if you're going to bring up something that is – personal there's a way to say it and he even could have said like hey nick i know that you've talked in the past about the wedding night or about the build up to the wedding night and stuff would you be comfortable talking about it again i just wanted to ask you a few questions that are that our readers are asking right and then he could have said no or i i have a feeling if he had approached like that nick would be like uh you know ask me and we'll see how personal it is and maybe i'll talk about it or maybe not you know Right, but like you're saying, like if there was a specific point with the question, it wasn't just like, oh, so tell me how sex is with Jessica, you know? Yeah. And then he talks about, it, he's like, oh, and like you know, like the build up to the wedding night, and you finally get to see her naked for the first time. That was the first time you saw her naked, or something like that. And Nick's just like, I'm not going to talk about this. Yeah, and it's right. It's so awkward because it's right when the food comes, and the waiters were probably like, what the fuck? Yeah, like what did we just walk into? <laughs> yeah, it's so awkward. Ugh. And and you know what I hate this guy's doing is when things start to get touchy, he starts to laugh in this really fake way. And I hate when people do this. People sometimes, when there's tension, I don't know if anyone's ever done this to you. I'm sure they have. But, like, they try to act unbothered. Like, they try to act like they're not they're not observing that there's tension. Like, oh, I don't, I don't care. Like, I'm not bothered by this. And they start laughing when it's not funny to, like, prove that they're cool with what's happening. And you could just tell he was doing that. And it's so disrespectful. And it's such a fake laugh. And, like, what would have been better is once Nick started to get touchy with him, he could have just said, you know what? I'm sorry. I totally worded that wrong. Or 
I shouldn't have said that, or I shouldn't have asked you that. Um, do you mind if we just scratch that and we'll talk about your album or something? I mean, not that this guy from Storm Magazine is a journalist, like, you know, it wasn't Diane Sawyer. But still, you should know how to talk to people and how to, I mean, journalists know all kinds of techniques for getting stuff out of people. Right. And especially since, like, Nick is being really firm about it. And he's like, okay, well, that's between whose business is that me and Jessica. And this guy, he's like, well, it's also the business of the readers of the magazine. And it's like, no, it's not. Like, no, I, it's I hate that it doesn't matter who it is. Celebrities are still people. Granted, their business is a little bit more public. But, like, that doesn't mean you're entitled to all that information. Mm-hmm. And people forget that. They do. And it would have been perfectly fine if he just quoted other articles because he had talked about it so many times. They talked about it before they even got married because Jessica was always open about it. They talked about it on their press tour for Where You Are. And like I said, it's fine to think that he would want to talk about it after he's already talked about it so much. But once he starts to get annoyed, dude, just like back off. Yeah, like, okay, he brought it up once and Nick was like being dismissive. Okay, so he brings it up a second time. Just to be sure, but, like, if he says no, then no means no. Like, why are you still trying to push about it? And it's so funny that he brings Drew, and Drew's just sitting there the whole time not saying a fucking word. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, I'm staying out of this shit. You know, I think Nick went into the interview with a chip on his shoulder because he knew what we're saying, which is, like, he shouldn't have to do this. Right. Um, He should have just stood up for himself and been like, I'm not doing that interview. Like I said, I really wish someone on his team, or if not not him himself, should have been advocating. Like, honestly, if I found out that I was signed up for an interview with Star Magazine, I wouldn't even do that. Like, I would just call the radio stations by myself on my free time. Be like, hey, I wanted to call in, whatever, whatever. (laughs) My album's coming out next week, but I want them to say hi. Like, I love this radio station, whatever. Yeah. It doesn't cost that much. And if he gave up independent publicity, like, it really doesn't cost that much to just hustle and promote. They didn't have to pay for gigantic billboards. Right. So... Then, um, mercifully, this interview's over, and Nick is complaining that the guy didn't even pay for lunch, which is so wrong. (laughs) He totally should have paid. Yeah. I wonder if he didn't pay because Drew was there, and he was like, yeah, I was not expecting to pay for an extra person. But still, I mean, I think it's customary in the industry that if you're interviewing someone and you do it at a restaurant, like, you're supposed to pay. Yeah. The publication, not him personally, but like the publication has a budget, you know. Actually, I think it's a write-off for them. Like, why wouldn't you pay? I don't know. So yeah, now we have the real birthday part of the episode start. Jessica says Nick's had a bad week and she wanted to throw him a party to take his mind off the bad parts of being 30. Which, what are the bad parts for Nick? I would love to know. I, I think that's the thing though. I don't get it why turning 30 is such a big deal like okay it's a milestone birthday because it's like like a year out of your 20s but like it's not that big of a deal it makes no sense why is what is what is it about 30 what has society pumped into our brains that people in their 20s can still be i guess more reckless and stuff once you're 30 that's it you have to have a house and a car and a wife and a golden retriever. Right. It was like 30, the new 50 at the time. Like I don't, right. I really don't get it. Even if it was a law that when you turn 30, you have to have a bunch of certain things and had to have accomplished certain things. Nick did. He's right. doing really well. I mean, at this time, his single failed. Is that what he's upset about? I don't know. 
I think so. Probably. I did uh, the poll on our Instagram. Yes, there's shade in this statement I'm about to make, but I think it's very true. I asked you guys, on his 30th birthday, Nick says, I myself am not recognizing the day. Instead of showing gratitude for his amazing wife, brother slash BFF Drew and other family, multiple friends that fly to LA for his party, international fame and success beyond what most performers could ever hope for, a hefty bank account, seemingly perfect health, lovely voice, Calabasas Mansion, starring role on one of the top TV shows of the time, and okay looks, I guess. Is turning 30 that much of a tragedy? 27% said it's pretty depressing. 73% said he is insane. I don't know. I'm surprised that even... 27% said it's pretty depressing. I just, why? I mean, can we have a follow-up question? Like, what makes it depressing? Yeah. The alternative (laughs) is death. Like, you can't, you either get older or you die. (laughs) I mean, there's no other option. And Guy could understand if you turn 30 and you have things going wrong in your life, like if you haven't gotten to a certain place in your career, it does suck. I understand. Like, it, it must be hard for Well, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. For Nick, like, yes, even though he wants more and he's reaching for more things in his life, he's done more by age 30 and has more than most people will have their whole lives. Like, he has more privilege and opportunity. And, I mean, even if he just had Jessica, like – that she like he has an amazing partner in her, you know, and or even if he wasn't married and he just had, okay, he's coming off of ninety eight degrees and now he has to figure out which way he's going. He's still starting with more success than any other solo artist who's gonna come out with a first album, unless you're like Justin Timberlake, you know, like it's really comes off as ungracious to me and lacking gratitude. Yeah, if you're if you're someone who has failed at a bunch of things and, I mean. What even is failure? Like, I'm just going by society's version of this. Like, whatever, if you don't have a certain amount of career success or you don't have things that maybe you dreamed about as a kid. I could understand if turning 30 is hard, but you still have your whole life ahead of you uh, unless something tragic happens to you. And he, what more would he want at 30? I understand, yes, you're, you're, you have ambitions for the rest of your life, but at 30, like, what else was he supposed to have by then? I I really have no idea. It was it's, probably something stupid like he's like, "Oh, I don't I didn't I didn't get a Grammy, you know." Right. And it's not even like like you you mentioned earlier, him and Jessica were not at this point ready to have kids. So it's not like, "Oh, Drew has a baby and like we've been trying and I really want to be a dad." So what is it? Right. I just wanted to hear what his damn problem was. He has so much. Like I get this way sometimes and I get I get really frustrated with things and I always have to remind myself like gratitude is how you should lead every single day. Like not to sound like a shaman or whatever, but seriously, it's a really good practice to have in your life. If you're feeling frustrated and angry and I mean, I'm feeling that way because of COVID and everything, but I mean separate from this, you know, if you're not recognizing the blessings in your life, trust me, no matter what's going on in your life, there are some blessings you know if you're listening to this it means you have an internet connection you know what I mean like you have access to the internet like that's an amazing thing beyond like 50 years ago that's beyond anyone's wildest dreams the the information you could access even that small thing to me is you know just you need to look around your life and see how blessed you are and the fact that he couldn't see that with everything he has now I yes I know we're talking about how you can be rich and famous and you still are are going through something and you're still, you know, you're depressed or you're having a hard time. So maybe he had mental health issues that we don't know and he was going through something like that. 
totally understandable. But it just it just came off to me as I'm not really grateful for the abundance of wonderful things that I have. And I'm angry because I'm turning 30. Especially since like if he was going through something more mental health related, I feel like that should have he should have expressed that to Jessica a little bit more and been like, please, like, I'm not in the mood. I really just need you to respect this decision. Like, I just I don't want to be around people right now. Mm-hmm. It's not the fame and money thing because he, like I said in that post, he also has an amazing wife. He has this great bond with his brother. I mean, we joke about it, but it's so cute how close they are. That's like lovely. I would love if I had two sons and they were that close. And I mean, look at all they accomplished together. And now they live so close to each other and they're always hanging out and their wives are friends and they go on trips together. Like, that's ideal, you know? And his, like I said, his friends dropped everything in their lives to fly out to LA and spend time with him for his birthday like that's amazing some people don't have friends like that you know yeah like that probably wasn't cheap for them either yeah I mean maybe Jessica paid for it but even so like the just the time you know they're not millionaires I mean maybe they are I don't know but I assume they're not <laughs> um and they you know they're taking off work they're spending time to celebrate his birthday and he's not even like he's upset about it yeah which is a little i just don't it makes me sad for him i'm sure now he looks back now that he's like 47 or whatever he is and he's probably like oh my god like all older people say older people say to me all the time you're so young you have your whole life ahead of you like all that kind of stuff if i complain about anything my dad is like shut up you're you know you it doesn't even matter what you do like right now as long as you don't kill someone you have the whole rest of your life like you'll figure it out you know what i mean yeah I'm sure he now has the perspective of an older person and is like, wow, I was an idiot. But it's like the Elvis Duran thing. This is why I I do have somewhat of a complex about aging and getting older because I'm watching on TV this guy who seemingly has everything being pissed off that he aged. Right. <laughs> Something he can't help. Like he didn't age as a result of a failure. He aged. We're all doing it. We're doing it right the second. Exactly. I'm older than I was 10 minutes ago. Scary. Ugh, how horrible right <laughs> so the real tragedy is that they ordered domino's pizza i don't think that's a tragedy though <laughs> no i'm a snob with pizza i can't i mean i know that la doesn't have they're not known for pizza the way we are in new york and new jersey so like whatever but it's still it's la so it's not like it's the middle of kansas or something like la is a melting pot with tons of different cultures and i'm sure they have at least like a few pizza places that are good and these people are rich and they order dominoes i just don't know why you would choose to eat a cardboard box that someone left on their street which is to me what dominoes taste like (laughs) when you could like pay for actual food that's probably what nick wanted though he's probably like oh just order something from dominoes like everyone's here just quick and easy I guess he is from Ohio, but what, why couldn't they order from a good pizza place? I don't I, – I just anytime someone chooses Domino's and they're not – again, I understand if you're in the middle of the Midwest or something or you're in an area where pizza isn't even – it's not a snobby thing at all. Like there's no one like me saying what the fuck is wrong with you. Then, yeah, I understand. But like that – I was just like <sighs> – I just can't imagine having money and being like, I choose Domino's, but I guess you're right. It's one of those things where it's like, Nick is just the most regular guy. So he's like, whatever. Yeah. I also noticed something I didn't even notice in the cooking episode, which is that they have six burners. Oh, wow. So they have a really nice stove. Imagine being able to have six things on at once. I mean, you would be freaking out because you have so many things to manage but still it's like i that to me is luxury like having six burners i'm like ooh. 
Okay, this is so adorable that Nick's grandma still sends him $35. That's really cute for his birthday. That is sweet. That's probably why he is the way that he is in terms of being frugal. His grandma knows, obviously, that he's so successful, but she still makes sure that she gives him. She doesn't care. You know, she's not going to be like, oh, I have to give him more or I have to pick something out now. She's like, nope, he gets his check every year. Yep, that's my grandson and that's what he gets. I wonder what he bought with his $35. Probably the Domino's. Oh my god, Nick has to pay for it. I mean, I'm sure Jessica paid for everything. No, she definitely did. Yeah, she definitely did. I mean, she paid for the entire rest of his life too, but that's another Nick, if you're listening, let us know what you got from Home Depot. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) let us know what you got from Sears, where he registered for his wedding. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Actually, someone, did you see that comment from... um, jenna braze on our birthday episode post yes because she said uh nick deserved what he got from jessica for their divorce yeah i think she made a good point because basically what she said is that he deserved it because she made most of that money because of the success of newlyweds and he was half of newlyweds so even though i mean in my opinion like he was such a non-entity as as a TV personality that she could have been married to anyone and I think it would have gone the same way unless that person was a scene stealer if it was like a Nicole Richie type right um but maybe I'm just proving her point further like it had to be someone like Nick because it had to be someone low-key to her more of a television personality I guess and I totally see what she's saying what she said made me think he deserved it more than I did before reading that comment but I still don't think that he deserved that much yeah I do agree that he deserves something but like he got I mean quite a bit so much like just look at this episode she's working her ass off and he's staring at the pool table yeah but thank you for that comment though because I appreciate like I said I, I appreciate different perspectives and I'm fine with Nick fans countering what we say as long as you're not rude no uh, don't tell me to shut it that's, yeah. that's all I want <laughs> it is. like we are critical of Nick but like that's one thing we talk about is like you know what if Jessica was doing it we'd be just as critical of her so no it's we don't mind I'm sure sometimes we're unfair to him just because we're biased. I don't like that he was mean to Jessica and I love Jessica. So therefore, I'm not going to give you the benefit of the doubt in some scenarios. It's kind of like human nature. Right. So I actually thought this was cute on Nick's part. He had been in their movie theater, which is so – that's like the coolest. I'm not big on – if I made $50 million tomorrow, I wouldn't buy a mansion probably. I'm not big on the mansion thing. But having a screening room is so dope and the biggest flex – yeah, and I think this is the first time we've seen that in Newlyweds, so I thought that was really cool. I think you're right, yeah. Well, he was in there, and then Jessica's, like, kind of whispering and telling his friends about the cake, the Miller Light cake, and he's coming around the corner, and he knows Jessica so well that he knows she's going to be, like, telling everyone what's going on, so he yells. Well, I think we've done good for never planning a party. Before. I've never planned a party, and Jessica and I yeah, did you do all this by all yourself. yourself. I'm very impressed. Yeah. His, his birthday cake is a Miller Lite bottle. No. Guys! <laughs> <laughs> You're listening. You scared us. I thought you were I didn't hear a word. That's why you think I yelled. I just came around the corner and yelled so you know I was coming. <laughs> that was a really smart thing for him to do, actually. And it was cool because it showed that he respected that she was trying to surprise him he could have stood around the corner and listened to what she was saying and ruined the surprise for himself which is what a lot of people would have done yeah i'm not gonna lie that's what i would have done 
<laughs> I, I, let's be honest. Well, because you like you're one of those people that like you want to know what's going on. Like, I exactly. hate surprises. So yeah. Okay, let me just text the um, clown that I have showing up at your house to deliver something. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't like clowns. I will. <laughs> the Cuban will jump out. I will hit the clown. Like I will throw punches. I don't care. <laughs> Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> yeah. I feel like when you become friends with someone or you start dating someone, there should be like five things that you tell them. One of the things should be whether or not you like surprises because I feel like it, that's a major thing about someone's personality. Yeah. Um. Then they're all just kind of talking and Jessica has a lot to do, but she's like, the first thing I have to do is poop. The first thing I'm going to do is poop. <laughs> Jessica. I'm serious. Why? Because I have to. Yeah, but why do you need to tell everybody? Because I tell everybody oh, everything. Well, <laughs> why do you do that? Why'd you marry me? I'd rather Nothing's get changed. it over with than... I actually asked about this on our story. I said, in this episode, Jessica announces that she's about to go poop and also that she complains about a hard booger being painful inside her nose. These kinds of comments are 64% said endearing, 36% said too much. What do you think? I mean... For me, it depends on the person and my comfort level with them. That has a lot to do with it. Like, there was... Sorry for anyone who gets upset with, like, bathroom talk. Um, But, like, there was one time my boyfriend had eaten something and he was in the bathroom for quite a while. I don't see him that often, so, like, I just did it for a second because I thought it would be funny. I opened the door and sat outside the bathroom. He started laughing and then, like, I got up to, like, walk away because he's like, can you close the door? Like, stop. But, like... I wouldn't do that to anybody else. Just like I said, I know my comfort level. Like I wouldn't do that to someone unless I knew they wouldn't be like angry about it. So can we also add to the story something you're leaving out, which is that you photographed him and posted oh, yeah. it on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I just didn't care because at that point <laughs> I was watching TikToks and um, he like took a picture of me and posted it on Snapchat. I was like, oh, thanks for keeping me company. But like I said, like this is all about comfort level because if it was someone else, like I definitely wouldn't have done that. Um, but yeah, so I thought it was funny. So I was just like, have fun or something like that. And we were just like laughing about it. Like I knew again, like it's all about comfort level, but like, I wouldn't go to someone I didn't know and be like, oh my gosh, I really have to like poop or something like it. No. Would you say it on television like her? No, I just feel like I really (laughs) need to use the restroom. Like, and then I just kind of like leave it be. But, like, kind of like a, like, if I knew there was time for me to kind of do it, but, like, if we're in the middle of an important conversation, of like, okay, that's great, but, like, I need to go to the bathroom. Can I come back to this in a minute? Right. I think on Jessica's part, it it is endearing. Part of the thing is because she's kind of playing the opposite side of what people think about her, which people don't associate beautiful women with pooping. Right. And it's just, like, we all do it. Right. She's just kind of being, like, I'm just like everybody. Yeah. I feel like it's kind of disarming in a good way because it's kind of like, okay, we're all acknowledging that we all do this and (laughs) she's just putting it out there. She's breaking the ice for sure. Yeah. And then she says something which is the key to everything that we've talked about, which is when he says, well, why did you have to say that? And she goes, well, because I do have to poop. And he's like, yeah, but why do you have to tell everybody? And she goes, why did you marry me? Nothing's changed. Yeah, that's true. Bingo. Yeah. Like you married this person. I'm sure that she did that and said that stuff before. Just like 
I'm sure he knew that she didn't cook and that she left her clothes around and stuff. This is not a surprise. Exactly. You just have to accept people for who they are. That's one of the most important lessons. Like even if if he is one of those people who cringes with bathroom humor and stuff, okay, maybe in a more appropriate setting after this is all over, like the next day or something, he could be like, hey, you know, when you when you were saying that you had to poop like in front of all my friends, I know it's just you're just being silly, but it's not my favorite thing or whatever. Right. Yeah, but you just communicate. But you just have to let people be themselves is basically my point. A hundred percent. Yeah. So Drew comes over with the Miller Lite, of course, the real star of this episode. (laughs) And (laughs) he brings also Nick a gift into the screening room. And Nick opens it and he thinks it's just a display case for a collectible baseball. But Drew is like, open it, you douche. (laughs) Which was therapeutic. I like when Nick is called a douche. He goes, I'm cheap, but I'm not that cheap. And then he realizes that it's actually a signed baseball from Hall of Famer Joe Morgan. And it's really nice. Like, Nick looks actually really happy. You could tell he was genuinely surprised, like, Drew's little trick of keeping it in the box and everything he definitely was surprised when he saw what it actually was right good job drew on the gift yes because that's the thing though if nick really wasn't feeling his birthday like that definitely lightened his mood at least temporarily so that's important so i'm curious what your opinion is on this we don't really have the perspective to answer this question but nick says that he thinks that turning 30 is harder than turning 40 will be do you agree i don't think so because i just feel like everyone's at different places in their lives like i mean i'm not 30 yet we're working towards it i'm gonna be 27 this year but like (laughs) working towards it (laughs) yeah like it's it's inevitable like i'm getting there um but i just feel like 30 like I feel like with even if you're in your early 30s and you're not married and you don't have kids or you're still working on your career that's no big deal you know like you still have that time to go out and do it but I feel like once you're like and this is just me kind of thinking about it like societal norms so if you disagree Mm -hmm. that's fine but like I feel like once you're more so in your 40s at that point then it's like oh okay like at that point you do have at least a child or two if you want children or you're a little bit more secure in your career at that point. Right. But I feel like at that point, like, you feel like you'd be losing your freedom more. Yeah, I don't know because I don't know. But (laughs) I feel like – I feel like it could be – 40 could be worse if you still have not done the things that you wanted to do in life. I I think that it's really toxic to say that you have to do a certain thing by a certain age. But unfortunately, as you age, you do have less opportunity in some cases to do things. So I would think that maybe 40 is harder because you're 10 years older. So you inevitably have less time on earth now. (laughs) I don't know. I guess someday we'll find out and then we'll do... A follow-up. Episode, yeah, like <laughs> 623. So then Nick, for some reason, puts his balls on Jessica's head. Oh my goodness. <sighs> like, she hasn't been through enough. No, so yeah, Nick's wearing a pair of basketball shorts, and... They're roomy. Right, so he <laughs> takes, I guess, just moves his leg to the side and puts the shorts over Jessica's head, and I don't know if he was going commando, or he just jiggled his underwear around, what have you, but Jessica freaks out because his balls were touching her face, and I'd be grossed out about that too. And she says they're sweaty. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> That's so gross. Okay, trying to stop picturing it. Anyway. <laughs> Send the belt from your therapist to Nick. 
Oh my god, I really should. <laughs> One thing that's cute about this scene, though, is or this whole episode, I think it's cute how inseparable Jessica and Casey are. They always seem to be together in this episode, like right next to each other. Yeah. Love that friendship. <laughs> Casey is the first person who noticed us from the camp, so we love her. Yes. So then we – okay, so Jessica shows everybody the gift that she got for Nick, the expensive watch made for him by Jacob the jeweler who was, like, everything at that time. Oh, my like, goodness. Jake, yeah, it was – everyone was always talking about that. They, like, it wasn't enough to get diamonds. The status thing was they were customized by Jacob the jeweler. Yeah, it didn't mean anything if he didn't have his hands on it. So Nick is really curious about all these surprises, and I actually feel like – if you are going to surprise someone, you should just not tell them anything. Don't right. tell them there is a surprise. Because my mom, bless her heart, she's so sweet. She's tried to surprise me several times. And it's failed every time because she can't help but tell me that there is a surprise. And what happens when someone tells you that there is a surprise is that you cannot stop thinking about it. I mean, you're just, what is the surprise? Every time you turn around, you're like, is it coming now? And then you start thinking in your head what it could be. And... You either guess what it is, ruining the surprise, or you imagine all of these things that are like 10 times better than what's actually planned for you because yeah. you're just, your mind is just rolling along. So that's my advice. If you're ever surprising someone, just don't say a damn word because he's speculating this whole time and all his friends know. So all his friends the whole time, they're like, oh boy, like you're going <laughs> to love it. And he, yeah. he's just like, wait, what? And they're, they're having the party at 40 Deuce, which is like a burlesque or was a burlesque club. He's like, well, what could she possibly be doing? Like, is she going to be doing a burlesque lap dance for me? Which is, I mean, kind of not literally what happens. Like, she doesn't give him a lap dance. but It's on the right path. Yeah, he was getting there. I guess they rented a hotel room. Jessica rented a hotel room to get ready, maybe to surprise Nick with her look. And Ken is there and Jessica shows him her sexy corset and oh my goodness he's like, are your boobs gonna fit in that and she goes oh they're up here and she points to like right under her chin <laughs> <laughs> which that reminded me of, of on girls next door when holly's putting the bunny costume on and she puts these huge tube socks underneath her boobs that already stand up high because they're implants and you know she fills the cups of the bunny costume with the socks so that her boobs are sitting on top of the socks therefore they're almost completely out <laughs> right and it's like that thing that you have to do when you have big boobs you're just like accepting that it it would just be better if they're outside of the <laughs> material rather than trying <laughs> to squish them yeah big boob problems so nick says in the car i feel like i'm going to my bachelor party i'm not going to like it that much oh boy so me and Amanda were talking about this last night. For anyone who doesn't know, Amanda is a Jessica super fan. She runs the account Jessica underscore Simpson underscore tribute. So follow that because she does such a good job posting every day tons of Jessica stuff. She messaged me about this episode and she had a good point, which was she goes, this episode pisses me off because at one point Nick says, it's not like I'm going to my bachelor party or something. I'm not going to like it that much in comparison to his actual bachelor party, we're assuming. I legit can't think of a more rude thing to say about your wife. Basically, he prefers strippers over his wife. Yeah, that's just not cool. Because he's saying, well, whatever Jessica does, it's not going to, I'm not going to like it as much as 
whatever bachelor party antics i don't know and i was wondering maybe he thought that she was gonna get him like a stripper or that she was gonna hire the burlesque girls to do something for him or something maybe but it's like you're married so if he has friends and family there that's kind of awkward but that's just yeah so then this is so awkward Jessica's already at the club. Nick arrives. She runs out. She's so cute. Like, she looks so excited to see him. And he, they have the most awkward interaction. He goes, hey, you look great. Which, I mean, she clearly dressed up for him. He should have been like, wow, you look so good. He, on her birthday, he said something like that to her. Like, Right. And then he says, I don't I couldn't hear him that clearly but he goes she's like what like why are you looking at me like that and he's like you're giving me a crazy look and she's like what and they just kind of stand there awkwardly yeah she's putting this whole thing together for you like even if you weren't excited about it just he could have just been Act like excited yeah or at least at the very like the bare minimum be like thank you so much for doing this for me like you didn't have to but you went out of your way to do it and again I get it like I said before if someone doesn't want a party, you shouldn't throw them a party. I get if he wasn't loving everything, but it just made me sad because she looked so happy to see him and he was just like, you're giving me a crazy look, which she was not. The camera's on her. She looks normal. Yeah. Then we see everyone inside partying. Nick is slapping Jessica's ass. Uh, we briefly see Ashley, who looks so pretty. And then they bring the Miller Lite cake out, which is this huge huge cake that alone must have cost jessica like two thousand dollars like in la yeah there's there's no way it costs anything less he seems really happy about it he seems genuinely he loves the cake and then she also goes as far as to say that he gets a keg in his sports room every Every month right like that's so cool that is such a good gift i mean i can't think of anything more typical white cis man than here's a cake shaped like a miller light and by the way you have a free supply every month yeah like that's awesome it really is that was an example of her really thinking of something that he personally would genuinely love and doing that rather than just doing like well this is a birthday so i'm gonna throw a party because that's what you do this was more like focused on what he would really want like we've said he's a basic and i don't mean that in a bad way he's a basic dude like he wants the game on he wants his buffalo wings or whatever kind of you know and he wants a beer like that's him yeah he just needs his basic needs met and he's happy yeah great gift for him (laughs) so then it's time for the performance And uh, it opens with this burlesque dancer, and they have a live band. There's a guy playing the drums, and this dancer, I mean, she looks great, but she's doing this really jerky, like, it it wasn't actually what burlesque is. Like, burlesque is so sensual, and I don't know, like, it was just weird. Her movements were so jerky and, like, not fluid at all, and it was just a weird, to me, like, I just didn't. Yeah, not to be too critical, but I don't know. No, I agree. Because, like, I was a little confused. I was like, is it supposed to be a belly dancer? But again, like, the movement wasn't fluid. So it definitely wasn't. Yeah, this was not on the level of the classic film Burlesque starring Sharon Christina. So, (laughs) but no one is. So, anyway, yeah. So then they bring the cake out. Jessica pops out of the cake. Nick is thrilled. She does this very sexy dance and the pussycat dolls are up there with her not right. nicole but the group from la of dancers right and like they have t-shirts that say pussycat dolls but they end up taking those off 
Right. They do like a little strip tease. I, I was happy that Jessica did not remove her corset, not because there'd be anything wrong with that, but I would have expected that, you know, again, on Girls Next Door, when Bridget does the uh, same thing for Hef. Right. She, uh, she ends up with um, not much on, but go off. I She looked so good. That was like classic. That was another great reality TV moment. But um, that was that was different because Bridget so genuinely was thrilled. Like she was so excited to do that. And of course, the man she was doing it for. I'm sure would have loved nothing more in the world than that. And it was, you know, it was perfect. And she seemed so into it and enthusiastic. Whereas Jessica was doing it to fit into this mold of, I better be sexy. Right. And I have to be this like dream, this fantasy for my husband. Yeah. I need a straight man to weigh in on this because it is what men want. But at the same time, I feel like I've known a lot of guys that would not want this, especially in front of their friends and family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, maybe this is where I should read the poll because I asked our listeners actually because I, I have complicated feelings about it. Like I could go either way. But it says, would you ever pop out of a cake in lingerie to sing happy birthday to your man in front of all his friends? 32% said I'm sexy like that. 68% said not a chance. Would you ever do this? It depends on like how much family (laughs) because if it's my family like thankfully like my siblings are just kind of like well you're an adult so like whatever decisions you make are your decisions so like I said like if it was just like my siblings and like my boyfriend's like cousins or something okay no big deal but like in front of his parents I don't know well that's the thing too is I saw Joe behind Nick Mm -hmm. and that was before the performance, but then I don't see him anymore behind him during it. So maybe he left because there's no possible way in hell for any reason for a million dollars. I don't think I would do that in front of my dad. Yeah. And then in front of like your boyfriend's parents, I don't know. It depends on how conservative they are. I, I've i been involved with people that know like that, that would not be okay. Like their parents would be horrified. That would not be okay. You know? Yeah. My family situation is a little complicated because like some of my family is very conservative. So like that would be a no, no. But like at the same time, it's if I could just, they weren't there. Like, I don't care. Like if I did it in front of my boyfriend's parents, I mean, I don't think they would care that much just because <laughs> In my boyfriend's room, he has a uh, particular painting that my butt and thighs were painted green. uh, And that's hanging in his room. So it's like his parents see that pretty much every time they go in. So like I'm covered still, you know, like it's a little sexy, but like there's there's nothing exposed that shouldn't be exposed. I love that, though. That's (laughs) that's everything. Yeah, Um, that's interesting. That's kind of like a unique situation. Yeah, but um, but like I know that's not for everybody, so it's just like it really depends on context. Like this current relationship I'm in, yes, but like if it was someone I had dated previously, it probably would have been like a hard no. I wouldn't do that. Yeah, in Jessica's case, I feel like because she was a performer and she is like a sexy blonde, and it fit in a way. But the thing is, her personal personality is not that. You know, yeah, like that's not how she wanted to sell her music. Even if she hadn't said in the book that that's but she did it because she wanted to be sexy for him and everything. I feel like that would still not be hard to figure out. Right. So then I said on the flip side, would you like if your spouse did this for you? 
32% said I'd be obsessed. 68% said rather keep it private. I really admire Ice-T and Coco, who we've talked about before, because he, like, lets her be a total hoe. And I mean that in a loving way, like, with her clothes. You know, she wears nothing, I mean, in public. And he's so proud of it. And he stands by her so proudly, you can tell. But I've never had that experience. Like, Coco's an an extreme. I haven't dated anyone who I think would be comfortable with this. Like, I've only had the experience of someone who's more like, like, if I did this, it would be, be like, you're doing that in front of everybody and that should be more private yeah you know I haven't known a guy that I've gotten close to that I feel like would be happy about it yeah I'm not surprised that the majority said rather keep it private I mean I don't know what Chris's version of doing this for you would be (laughs) yeah like I actually just texted him and he said to be honest I'm not sure part of me is like no of course I'd love it but another part of me is like, why in front of my friends? Yep. I could imagine, just as the same as I said, I can't imagine anyone I've gotten close to loving the whole thing in front of family and friends. I feel like every guy would love it in private on a normal, not even on a birthday or whatever, or maybe on a birthday, but like if that was the surprise, like if Nick was getting ready for bed thinking, ooh, I'm probably going to get lucky tonight, you know, and but he's just expecting Jessica to walk in and whatever, and she's in that outfit and like the music is playing and everything like yeah she wouldn't pop out of a cake but she could have put on some sexy music and done like a whole strip tease and then in that case she could have stripped down to absolutely nothing because it's just them you know that I'm sure every man would die for but the in front of everybody stuff is I think a lot of people are just too private for that yeah if he didn't care then I wouldn't care but like Mm -hmm. it's just being mindful of those boundaries I also think well I don't think Jessica was doing it for this reason but I think in some cases it could also be read as making it about you why do you need to do a performance on stage with everyone looking at you and everyone clapping for you when it's someone else's birthday even though you're doing it for them That's really true. I didn't even think about that. You know, I feel like that, especially being a performer, because it's like, okay, I mean, Nick is a performer too, but it it, it could also read as like, well, every other day and night is about you. So (laughs) yeah, because everyone always you always get clapped for you're you always get applause. And can't you take the night off from being in front of everyone? Right, which makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I thought so. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica jumps right off the stage into his arms. And he's like, Oh, that was great. And He seems totally happy with it. He doesn't seem like it was a problem at all or that he was thinking it should be private. He's talking about Jessica's boobs and he's like, are they going to fall out? And she's like, (laughs) no, like, trust me, they are in there tight. And he's like, well, don't hurt them. And I mean, that's right. I also would look out for Jessica's boobs. I feel like they definitely were working hard that night. Oh, definitely. (laughs) Then she gives him the watch. I mean, that to me is also not, that's not a gift that I would ever get him because he's just not like that. He's not a diamond watch guy. No, you get him like season passes to like a football game or like courtside seats if you can. Yeah. He's the kind of guy that would have bought that singing fish, you know? Oh my gosh, yeah. (laughs) The Billy Big Mouth Bass or whatever. Like he's the kind of person that would think that was hilarious and like such a good gift. You know, she could have saved... Because she said she spent $55,000 on the watch and <laughs> she could have saved like $54,990 if she had just <laughs> purchased the fish. 
Yeah. Then they're all, they're like all drunk and Leah and Jessica are hugging and then Drew jumps into Nick's arms and you can tell they're all having so much fun. And then Nick does something so gross to me. Someone's trying to take a picture of them, like a normal picture, and Jessica's smiling like cutely. And then Nick like shoves his tongue in her mouth. Like he goes to kiss her and she she's doing the thing that you do when you're posing for a picture during a kiss where you like put your lips out but you're like looking at the camera she thinks that's what he's trying to do and he instead just licks her entire mouth yeah and everyone can see too because there's a reaction from the people that are around them (laughs) people are like oh and she doesn't seem you could tell she's like drunk so she's kind of like whatever but you could tell she's not happy with it either again that's just they're both doing stuff that is just like not what the other person is yeah i feel like this is also like jessica popping out of the cake thing was like a little played up because it's they're being filmed right it's newlyweds she wants to do something super special but also amanda and i were talking about how he didn't do shit for her birthday no it was his brother's wife planned her party right and jessica was like i'm sorry nick was like oh your thing's in the mail it's just like all right like i get it it comes late like there's even like this year for christmas there's something i got for my brother that didn't come in time but like instead of just being like oh it's in the mail i printed it out at least a picture of it so he still had something to open and i'm like hey like i'm sorry covid has things messed up so like there's a big delay but like it is on its way you know Mm -hmm. and nick was like "Eh, whatever yeah and especially because Again, like, it is newlyweds, so you would think that he would do something. And I want to give him the benefit of the doubt and say, oh, he privately did something special for her, but I feel like, unless he really put his foot down, since they are feeding him romantic gestures for other episodes i feel like if he did do something special for her birthday or got her a special gift they'd be like we need to film this like we need romantic moments you know obviously if we're setting up fake ones then of course we want to film if you have a if you have an authentic one like yeah we want to see that and he didn't really seem to care that much about her birthday yeah which is sad he was just another guest at the party and here she is planning this party which granted he didn't want so let's x that pretend she didn't even do that but like she's going through all this trouble and you know she got him that cake and the keg and the expensive watch and everything that she's really going out of her way for him while she's really busy traveling and stuff and he didn't really seem to do the same yeah i mean on the other side of it it was jessica's 23rd birthday it wasn't like a milestone birthday so maybe that's why but still that's true i feel like he could have put like a little bit more effort in yeah so then they're on the in the car on the way home They look so drunk. I hate it. They just look so out of it. And this is another scene where they dub in the conversation. And every time the conversation is happening, they either show the back of the car or they show the other person opposite of who's actually talking. The last thing you see is Nick say it's awesome. You physically see him saying those words after she asks if he likes the gift. Mm -hmm. The rest of the conversation, I think that they asked them to record after. Like they wanted, especially because at the end, Jessica says, and a couple extra pair of shoes for me in this really cheesy way that is not how she talks. Right. I think that they were trying to continue the narrative of he's conservative, she's a spender, you know, and it's it just weird. forced. Yeah, because they're both drunk and they're looking at each other with those, you know, beer goggle looks on their faces and they're not having that conversation. And also the guy behind in the backseat is not reacting at all. You would think if she said $55,000, he would be like, whoa, that's a shocking number, you know? Yeah. Especially for something that he probably didn't even want and I'm sure he sold as soon as they got divorced. 
but that's a whole other podcast episode (laughs) for real so i hate when mtv dubs in these extra combos but hey that's reality for you (laughs) (laughs) that's reality tv (laughs) yeah that concludes nick's 30th birthday episode yes but i do have a little excerpt from open book jessica's new york times best-selling book and she mentions this episode directly she actually mentions it after a scene she describes where her and nick were going to a club and there was a brunette at the door and she acknowledges like girls always smile at nick he's an attractive guy whatever but there was a familiarity and i feel like everyone has been through that when i mean i've never been through it with a husband i would die but like I've been in that scenario where I like a guy or I'm kind of starting to like talk to a guy or whatever and then I'm in like a public situation with him and I see him talking to someone else like another girl and you just know there's something there you just see it there's a familiarity there's there's something and you're like okay I'm not the only person in this orbit right now but like if that's your husband girl yeah that's not okay yeah so she brings this up after that because it's an example of how she felt like she had to be this sex goddess for him in order to kind of compete with whoever or whatever and be this dream woman so it says cue the cycle i would accuse him of having a wandering eye and he would rip into me making sure i knew that i was the one causing the problems in our marriage everything was my fault in a real way i agreed There was something Nick wanted from me that I no longer had, an emptiness I couldn't fill and neither could he. Which I think she's referring to her growth as a woman, not being the young girl that has to defer to him all the time anymore. Right. She says, I would freeze in conflict, which I know now was something that started with my abuse. My anxiety kicks in and I can't get words out. I would have the words, but I would weigh and measure each one in my mind. But they stayed there. Because I went silent, each argument would quickly become one-sided. His defense was an offense, and his words cut me deep. We were not one of those couples that screamed at each other, let whatever fly out of our mouths, and then make mad, passionate love. No. We would yell at each other, and then he would go out of town and not answer his phone. Vegas or Miami with the boys. Or he would just stay out late to teach me a lesson. He had a group of guy friends who used him to get into places and enjoy VIP treatment at strip clubs and bars. He liked that scene, and I thought it was gross. There were times I tried to be sexy like that for him, and I even jumped out of a cake for his 30th birthday party in an outfit that I thought was burlesque, but was really just sad. If I dress like those women, I thought, maybe you'll look at me. But he barely looked at me anymore, period, and I had newlyweds to remind me how much had changed. They still ran our wedding in the opener, that moment when he sees his bride for the first time. He gasps, and all the ladies at home say, I wish my man looked at me that way. It reminded people that there had been real love between us. Trust me, if he had still looked at me like that, all my resentment would have melted away. I mean, that makes me want to cry. Yeah. (laughs) As much as I'm not a fan of Nick, I think that moment gets everyone. Like, every time I happen to see that, if they play the the opening, I'm just like – because it's such an authentic reaction of love and excitement. And on that – in that moment, you can tell that he thought his whole life was – walking down the aisle you know yeah and that's not i don't want to say it wasn't true because at the time it was but that feeling didn't last as long as it should have yeah it i mean very quickly went away (laughs) i mean it's crazy but i just i really feel for her and it's so sad i mean look she refers to the outfit as just sad that she was wearing I don't know. I guess this is a good place to segue into the fashion segment. Right. (laughs) It's all about fashion. It's all about beauty. This is fun for me. 
Okay, so let's start by talking about this corset and this um, bikini cut black underwear and the um, the garters. Is that what that's called when you have the, the clip on the underwear and then on the tights, you know? I think that's what that is. Yeah, I've always wanted to wear that in some kind of scenario because it is like a very sexy look, but I mean, I wouldn't say it was sad, but the background of it is sad. Like when you know that she's doing it only to fill a role or try to keep him happy so that he isn't looking at strippers or something like you should never feel like those women are your competition that you have to live up to that because like those women on the stripper pole they go home and wash their makeup off and put their hair in a bun and put their big t-shirt on and eat mac and cheese in front of the tv everyone who is a sex goddess is also normal (laughs) right you know at the end of the day that is their job and then they go home the same way Jessica would have to wear like skimpier outfits for music videos and then she just would take it off and go home. Right. It's not like, oh, those women are sexy and my wife is just my wife, but those are sexy women. It's like, that's someone's wife too or will be in the future. Like, it just, that kills me because imagine, I mean, that the fact that he's staying out late to teach her a lesson or going on trips. Can you imagine how many men on this earth would have been home at freaking 630 on the dot every night just to spend time with her? Right. I just, it's ridiculous. Very sad. Communication's so important or it's just like, instead of Nick reassuring her like, hey, no, nothing's going on. Him leaving for days or at a time, how is that helping the situation? Right. And it's kind of saying, like, maybe something is going on. I don't know. Yeah. Ugh. Thank God. We love you, Eric. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So much. So much. You you treat our girl better, and we love that. And if you ever stop, you're going to have to deal with me and Jolie. Oh, my goodness. A hundred percent. You don't want that. No. Like she said, the Cuban will come out. Oh, my God. It's not It's not fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> This is no joke. (laughs) On a lighter note, did you have a favorite outfit from this episode? Well, there's so many, right? There's a lot of fashion. Yeah. I have to say, I really, because I also did the poll about this, but I really like her black tie ensemble. I think she looks perfect. Like, her hair looks so good. Her makeup. I think she has those hoops on from Atlantic City. Yeah. And it it is early 2000s because she's wearing, like, plaid print pants they're like black white and gray and then she has just a vest on with nothing underneath I mean I'm sure she has like a bra on but like she's wearing a vest and that's it I always think that's such a sexy look like that's a sexy look without being like my boobs are popping out right because it's like it's meant to be above other clothes but you're wearing it by itself so it definitely has like a sexuality to it but it's not bam and then adding the tie is kind of like contrasting the sexiness with bringing out something that's traditionally more of a man's accessory right it's still like it's like you're saying it's sexy but it's not too over the top right so yeah i did a pick a look instagram poll (laughs) it says black tie or neon dress from the party 55 percent said neon dress 45 percent said black tie yeah so what do you think about the the look at the party before she changes like the neon dress the yellow one i love i think she looked so beautiful her hair looked really pretty i really wish she kept that on the whole party but understand why she didn't well i agree with you that she looks great obviously always it's like what i say 10 times every episode (laughs) she always looks so good but 
I don't really like it because I feel like it's not her. Because her hair's really curly. I don't like that he curled her bangs. It just, that to me just didn't work. But like, I feel like she was trying to be, it's not just that her hair is curled. It's curled in this, you know, special way that she never really does. And then she doesn't wear bright neon dresses with her boobs hanging out, you know? I mean, she does show cleavage in certain times, but it just to me seemed too much like a club wear kind of dress when here she is in her book saying that scene is gross to me. Yeah. And the thing is, remember when they go out to the club in, I don't know, wherever they are, when they're, they're I think, I guess Ohio, when they're there for the wedding, Nick's grandma's wedding, and they go to the club and she's literally wearing like a plain white shirt and jeans. Yeah, it was, looks just super simple. Both of the outfits, the the dress and the corset, it just wasn't her. So that's why I don't love it. But obviously she looks great as she would in, you know, a potato sack. Right. Which actually I think that started with Marilyn Monroe. Like she literally put on a potato sack one time. Hmm, I didn't okay. know that. <laughs> I don't remember the exact story. It's a funny story. Like someone in the press said something about her. Maybe maybe he said, oh, she would look good even in a potato sack. So she did a photo. Fo- like if you Google Marilyn Monroe potato sack, like you'll see she did a photo shoot with it. Okay. So well, we can talk about the first scene outfit when we do the french language because she has it on more in that episode and we'll be able to like see it better okay so then when she leaves for new york city she has a new poncho on right this one's blue so exciting yes with like rainbow stripes or something like that (laughs) oh my god now this poncho didn't become as iconic it's almost like the other poncho is jessica and then this poncho is nick like it was there Right. And it definitely had its time, like its moment, but everyone wanted the other poncho. Yeah. You could actually find out how to buy it on the Instagram that I mentioned last week, the newlywed style one. Yeah, the handle is Jessica Newlyweds Style, no underscores or anything. She posted the designer, and the designer actually still sells it. They, I think she calls it the Jessica Poncho. Like it's still oh, wow. something that she makes <laughs> and sells regularly. That's really cool. Good for her. Yeah. So then at Z100, she's wearing that really nice white coat. And it looks so pretty. It really does. It's so clean. It's clearly the first time she's ever worn that. It's just so nice. I never buy stuff like that because I'm like, oh, white's going to be, you know, it's going to get dirty so easily. But it just looks crisp and perfect. And she looks great on this whole trip. I think she, you know, had Ken with her the whole time. And so her hair looks so right. And she has on like just a plain black button up underneath the coat, I think. And I love her makeup here. She has this peachy pink lipstick or gloss on. And I wish I could have it. Like, I don't know what it is, (laughs) but it's so pretty. It's perfect on her. And um, then when she arrives in Texas, first she's just having her airplane clothes on, I think. Yeah. She has on like a yellow V-neck and a sweatsuit gray the top has pockets on it or something. When she goes to the school, she's wearing a green top, jeans, and then a green and blue, like, newsboy cap. Yeah. Those were all the rage. I had a black one, like a black velvet one. I thought it was so cool. Then at the signing, she has white pants on, a black button-up, and then she has another hat on. She has, a, like, a plaid baseball cap, which is what she's wearing when she – goes back to the high school as well she's also carrying a different louis vuitton she's carrying a speedy but it's the classic brown one right 
It's not the white one with the different colors on it. No, it's not the Murakami. Right. I don't know if I'm saying that right. (laughs) But yeah, she's branching out. She has a new poncho. She has a new LV. I mean, this is season two, folks. Okay. (laughs) She's really stepped it up. For real. Then we already talked about the show outfit. She's just stunning in the scene. But oh my gosh, did you notice her shoes? No. Okay. They are weird. They are very pointy high heels. It looked like candy corn. I thought they were red and yellow. Or not red, orange and yellow. That's interesting. It's really weird. I mean, I know she is queen of wearing a bold heel with a more plain outfit, but it just, uh, it was jarring. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) She also wears a white quilted jacket at different times on her trip. Right. I'm trying to think. That was, no, that one didn't have like a ton of designs on it. That one was like kind of plain, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was plain. She's also queen of plainness, yet looking amazing and right. glowing it's, in it. <laughs> yeah, it's simple, but it's not boring. Never boring. Right, exactly. So that is going to do it for our fashion segment. Our last segment here that we're going to do, we're going to skip YouTube comments today because we have been recording for over three hours, and girl. <laughs> as much as we love talking is, about it, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> We are going to rate the episode. What did you think of this episode altogether? Hmm. Knowing the backside of it, how like Jessica wasn't 100% comfortable with like the whole thing jumping out of the heat and like Nick wasn't too excited about his birthday. Uh, And then that interviewer, I was like, ugh, you know, like Mm -hmm. that was rough. But overall for like entertainment purposes, I would say three out of five Miller Lite cakes. (laughs) Yeah, it was super entertaining. It's just almost all of it makes me so cringe. Yeah. And I think I'm going to go with three out of five pointy candy corn shoes. (laughs) A fair assessment (laughs) of this episode for sure. Yes. Thank you, Jessica, for always keeping it interesting with the fashion. Yes. And that is going to do it for us this week on the Ashley and Jessica cast. We will be back next week with our first guest I will not reveal what it is. It's going to be a surprise. Oh my goodness, but you guys are in for such a treat. We're so excited, and the person's not going to jump out of a cake. Don't worry. It's Although I'd enjoy that. Same. I Yeah. This person voted in the poll that they would do that on stage, and that they that. also would love it if their partner did, so who knows what's in this person's future, but yeah, we have, we have a couple guests. We have three guests coming up none of them are named jessica or ashley but it's coming we're manifesting it don't worry oh yes and we will see you next week yes we'll see you guys next week thanks for listening bye bye thank you for listening to the ashley and jessica cast please don't forget to rate review and subscribe to our podcast and tell all your friends who are just obsessed with jessica's underrated album do you know we want to hear from them Follow us on Instagram at Ashley and Jessicast, on Twitter at Ashley Jessicast, and send us an email. We want to hear your thoughts on the show, Ashley and Jessicast at gmail.com. 